so as you guys kind of stand there, I was going to say dumbfounded, but it's quite the opposite, actually. Dad jokes, yes! Hey there, all you fine fellows. You're listening to Radio D&D. I'm James Landoff, the Dungeon Master, a.k.a. Mr. Mayor. Hi, I'm Stephanie, and I play Lux. Hi, I'm Mike, and I play Marcus. I'm Casey, and I play B. I'm Ethan, and I play Zephyr. Now, roll that recap. Hey there, all you fine fellows. You're listening to 98.3 The Drop. With the recent murder of Marcus's contact Charles still fresh in their minds, the Lonely Hearts decide to investigate the serial killer speechless. After watching a documentary on her early life, the gang learned she attended a preparatory school for the magically gifted, where she supposedly killed the class hamster. They began their own investigation, visiting the school and getting in contact with those mentioned in the documentary. The school itself was a strict and harsh institution, despite being the most reputable school for the magically gifted. After a long day of searching for answers, the party got ready for Lux's friend, Theo's 150th birthday. During his speech, Lux heard the faint squeaking sound of a hamster outside the window, and in the next moment, Theo fell to the floor. He was pronounced dead, and any attempt to revive him failed. Now, Theo was dead too. The MLE arrived at the scene shortly after, talking to the party and other witnesses about what happened. It was then Zephyr realized the connection between the murders. They were all their contacts. Quickly, they raced to Jerome's, a mechanic who B worked for, hoping to warn him of the potential danger. They arrived at his garage to find him unharmed. However, Marcus got the creeping feeling they weren't alone, and appearing from invisibility down the street was speechless. After a long, tense standoff, Speechless revealed the murders were all staged and that their friends were still alive. Last time you guys left off, things were de-escalating after your confrontation with Speechless. Uh, so you guys are still currently standing in the middle of the road. Uh, a car, like, awkwardly moves by you guys and like zooms down the road. And I think the last, the ending of the session ended with basically speechless telling you guys that all your friends were were fine. Is there anything you guys need clarification on or would like to continue talking to speechless about? I'm sitting in the middle of the road. In the middle of the road, yeah. I remember that. (laughs) Felt so old. Uh, Marco would probably ask her if she had a plan as far as how she wanted to go about going after the uh, the police. So uh, she she says, um, well, actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I thought maybe it'd be cool if we feigned his death. If you guys weren't interested in going after them, then they he'd be presumed dead anyway. So why would they care? Or another option is maybe Zephyr could be the famous detective who brought in the escaped serial killer. She shrugs. It's kind of up to you guys. 
when they put you back in? Well, I would hope that if I'm keeping you alive, maybe you'd help me out. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we can always fake your death. I mean, it's an option. It's not really a life to live, though. I mostly do that for people who are wanted dead and pretty much have to live in hiding the rest of your life. It's an option. Kind of hard to hide you. <laughs> Lux says, just looking over to him. I like, would prefer a plan that reveals the MLE for what they did. Would clear my name and tarnish my repu reputation as an assassin, but after so long in Alcatraz, you kind of get over that. As if, if we're going to have Zephyr play the part of the, of the brilliant detective who captures you, um, how do we bring your victims to life? Again? I mean, technically they're dead because they're not around anymore. Can you bring them forward? Well, Theo's well, not dead. The thing is, feigned death only lasts for an hour. That's why I had to make sure that they were found immediately. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I could be lying there for an hour and then wake up like normal. <laughs> I don't have to be the one that restores them. So I guess we could probably use Theo for this. Why did Theo ask you to uh, to kill him? To fake kill him? Oh, he didn't. I told him that the MLE wanted him dead. Uh, really? <laughs> they, they didn't, of course. I just wanted to do that to show you guys what the MLE is capable of. Where's Theo now? I think he's at his place, talking with his sister. Well, we could, I mean, we could, um, we could use Theo, because it wouldn't be like exposing someone like Suchan's husband who wanted to get out of a bad marriage. I mean, I'm sure you don't know where he is. That was over 10 years ago. It's not my business. I just helped fake their death. Can I bring up a second option? Sure. Always. Well, so we actually know somebody who doesn't know it, but has a contract on their head and who also hates the magical police. We could convince him of what's going on, have him die on the record, and then come back. Philip, I'm yep. guessing. Mm-hmm. Did we, I don't, did we end on good terms with him? Mostly I neutral, mostly neutral. Oh, I, I'm, I don't think there was any neutrality. <laughs> Our conversation, but uh, uh, I mean, if you, if you think that that's best, I mean, we could, I, we could always think about it. Like I said, you guys have time to think about this. Yeah, we could we um, decide right now, but I should probably be getting out of here in case they decide to scry on me. Probably a wise idea. Good thinking. How do we get in touch with you? She shrugs. I can send sending spells, but it doesn't really leave much room for you guys to talk to me. I mean, I could give you my number or something. Don't really have a phone landline. I guess I could 
use a pay phone. Um, take some quarters. Um, yeah, I'll take some quarters. I, she holds or, the hand. <laughs> I'll give her some uh, quarters. <laughs> what do you say we meet up in like, you know, what do you say, two days time? Just kind of get back together, figure, and we might have a better idea what's going on by then. And hopefully we can figure out this communication thing. So let's just say two days and you know, you know where we live. So which, where do you want to meet us? Uh, we can decide that later. I can send you a message in two days' time and get coffee or something. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. All right. And she like nods at you all and uh, starts walking away. Truly amazing. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, you, I, I imagine your your hearts are still like coming down off of the adrenaline oh no no mine stopped my mine's your, dead. your heart this stopped, guy, okay, <laughs> my heart stopped for a half second there marcus is dead <laughs> marcus marcus died i mean lux yeah. just kind of like lays back on the street and is like i don't even know what to do you guys hear from the garage what the hell is going on it, can, can i come out now Oh shoot. Um yeah, you could come. I'm so sorry. B's gonna like sprint over to Jerome and like talk to him. You talk about a killer on the loose and you just what? sitting in um, the middle of the street having a chat. I'm so it's sorry. Um this um uh my friends bet bet me that I wouldn't prank you. And that's what this prank? is. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a prank. It was just a, a really good prank. Uh, yeah. Good one, B. You sure showed good. us. Yeah, uh, you. You did, B. You. You got it. <laughs> You're so thanks, funny. Thanks, for going you, along with this. I owe you, you one. Do you want him and to make? Do you want him to make a wisdom save or do you want to make a persuasion check? Oh, no one draw. He's a he's a half elf. Yeah, but he's also a mechanic. Most mostly like intelligence for him. Okay, I want him to make a wisdom throw. Okay, uh, low. He'll just kind of like laugh and say, "Yeah, that that was that was a good prank." Uh, if he gets high, then uh, uh -oh. he'll just be rest upset, in peace. Be upset and walk away. Oh my Rip. god. Yeah, so he's like, what kind, of, what kind of prank is that? Telling someone is a serial killer and he just storms off. Oh, I'm so sorry. Am I, am, am I fired? You're not fired. No, don't do, don't pull anything like that again or you will be. Okay. He just storms off angry. Hold on. I Marcus is just holding say. the bridge of his nose. <laughs> well, I'm going to call that success. Um, I'll bring you hey, Taco success, Bell flop. later. I'll You're bring... damn right you will. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'll bring you Taco Bell later to make up for it. I don't think Taco Bell exists yet. Taco Bell founding date. Let's Google. Oh my gosh, there's so many of these Google searches. 1962. Okay. okay. So, damn. Yeah. He says, you're damn right you will. Bring me Taco Bell. Scare the heck out of me. Tell me a serial killer. And he just continues to smuggle himself. <laughs> Oof, I could have been fired. <laughs> like that, that that's what that that was your takeaway, B. Okay, all right. She just like uh stands up 
dust her nice dress off and is like, okay, we um we go, can we go somewhere? Can we get a drink? Can we can we we need drinks? Yeah. We need drinks. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Somewhere with absent. <laughs> Amazing. Sure. All right. I'm fine with that. I don't know anywhere with absinthe. I'm assuming you do. Yes, I do. It's a place you've never heard of before. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the name of that bar there, Marcus? Um, yeah, it's not, so, it's not so fun, is it, guys? I'm trying to remember the French term for it. Um, oh, uh, no, okay. actually it's the Green that. Fairy. Green Fairy? Okay. Yep. Oui. Yeah, it's not not so fun put on the spot for names, is it? Uh, I'm just yeah. trying to go for French would be fancy. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys go uh, get some drinks. And uh, while you're having your drinks, uh, Marcus, you receive a message. It simply says, Marcus, as this will be our first time meeting, I would rather it be in the safety of the college. I'm sure you understand. Marcus would reply, that makes sense. I hope you understand that we'll probably not be coming alone because I'm not familiar with the area. You get another message that says, that will be fine as long as you come to the campus. I will have someone looking out for you. Sounds good. Um, Should I meet them in a specific area or just at the entry? Come to the Alchemy Tower. And I'm not familiar with the campus and or know what the Alchemy Tower looks like. Uh, no, but you can probably surmise that a place that big has to have, you oh. know, good good directions or, or something like that. Okay. Uh, there's also, like, orientations that are specifically made for, like, guiding people around the campus. There, it's actually summertime, so there's quite a few orientations going on. Uh, it'd be easy to tail one of them and and find out where you need to go all right solid plan uh and yeah you you get the that series of messages uh as you enjoy your drinks yeah cool and amongst the drinks i would tell the party what uh i would plan on doing so guys we have the this really interesting artifact that we stole remember this happy little box he kind of hides it in his jacket, but just not so you can see them. Um, I've been in contact with the alchemy professor, and he wants to meet and take a look at it. Hmm. You guys willing to go to the university with me? Uh, yeah. That sounds cool. The university. That'd be a nice distraction from all of this. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, positive outlook and the hope of youth Hopefully they'll rub off on us. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to school before, so I don't really, I don't really know if they're like super happy places. But that the one that we took B to was depressing. Yeah, I'm just based off that. I don't think schools are good. We'll see how this one goes then. I hope they have a. Food oh, they're board. not always as bad. <laughs> Sometimes they're worse. Assuming you all uh, head home and Mm -hmm. go to bed, you may all get full rests. 
And Marcus, I need you to roll a d6, please. Bless. All right. Six. Oh. Uh, one. Yeah. So during your long rest, uh, Marcus has a dream with a very a very vivid dream with a strong emotion of fear. Uh, what does that dream look like for Marcus? And is is this a memory of fear, or is it uh, just uh, what what is it for Marcus? That is a great question. I would imagine it's a combination of reality and like one of his irrational fears. He's he's probably somewhere hillside or something uh, taking taking a shot at something in the distance. Could be a target, could be deer, who knows. But he hears a rustle in the grass around him and he realizes that he is now surrounded. And then it kind of fades to black on that one. Yeah, and the, the dark cloaked figures start pressing in on you. You, you feel your heartbeat start to race. And um, right before the dream ends, or right as the dream ends, you, you wake up with a start, uh, feeling your heart race cold sweat yeah it's it's kind of like the most vivid dream and most intense dream you've had in a long time that's not disconcerting at all do you do you go ahead and like call everyone get them ready to go to the college uh yeah i would uh use the stones to make sure everybody was up in time and we'd meet at the local waffle house to get some pancakes or some waffles yeah, and some coffee and then we'd head over to the college yeah, so as you as you wake up and, and start to get ready, we see like the cube on your nightstand or on a table. And it's kind of in the focus of the shot as we see you getting ready uh, and walking over to it, you feel that same sense of fear still lingering. You, as you pick up the cube, your, your hand is almost like trembling, but you're still able to pick it up and, and stow it away for now. That's also very disconcerting. Uh, so you guys uh, meet up, have your morning Waffle House. Bet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, head on up to the college place. So you will, of course, need to take the Zap train to get to the college. Uh, oh, um, hmm. just while this is on my mind, everyone, um, I think I might know a guy so we can get student passes and not have to pay for the zap train. Oh, not right wow. now, of course, because we don't have time. But maybe later. Wow, yeah. that would be useful to actually get into the college, wouldn't it? Oh, that's also, yeah. Yeah. Who do you know, yeah. and how fast can they work? Um, his name is Scribbles. Oh, you're using Scribble? Is that okay? Is it Scribbles or Scribble? It's just Scribble. Okay. Uh, what what's his race again? He's a goblin. And what's his class again? Uh, he doesn't have a. Does he have a class? I thought he did because um. He actually does. Hold on. People blades Scribble. He's a school of illusion wizard. Oh, perfect. So his name is Scribble. He's a um, school of illusion wizard. And he, he's just a really cool guy who I think oh. could help us out. How do you know Scribble? 
B was chilling in Mr. Green's by herself one time. Mm -hmm. And then she started just talking to strangers. And this is where the whole, she started telling stories of their adventures. Uh-huh. Okay. And that's how she met Scribble. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll your d20 for me. See, see what the tenor of that relationship last left off If on. Scribble hates me, I'm going to hate everything. Everything? An 11? Okay. 11. It's pretty um, good. Can I add my d6 to that for the week? Those have to be added to, like, skill checks. This is... Oh, I thought it was any d20 roll. Hmm. Hmm. I have I, my notes. I have the notebook in there if you want to look. If I, I wrote it down now, I will have to live with it the rest of the campaign. No, just let me let me look at the <laughs> my rules. God. One. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm hesitant to say because I intended the additional bonus to be applicable to attack rolls, ability checks, or saving throws. Um, okay. Throw an 11. Uh, so that is on friendly terms. So, yeah, he doesn't owe you anything, and you don't particularly owe him anything. He'll probably give you a good deal on some uh, student IDs. But yeah, you're able to find him in Mr. Green's. Uh, you can see he has, like, he, he's dressed very finely. Imagine, like, one of the goblins from Gringotts uh, in Harry Potter. Got uh these... Uh, long pointed ears and a long nose, uh, which sort of on the bridge of his nose are these two tiny spectacles uh, that he's meticulously forging some kind of document. That's one fancy goblin. Hmm. Uh, he, he almost looks like a mini Marcus, I think. Marcus dresses kind of fine, doesn't he? He tries to, but yes. <laughs> it's like a weak fine. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he he seems to be hard at work when you guys uh, come into Mr. Green's. Mr. Green kind of gives you a weird look as you guys come in at like 8 a.m. <laughs> into the bar. It's still open, but... I wave. Finger gun. Wink. Waves awkwardly back. Yeah, uh, Scribble's there for you to talk to, B. Which uh, table was he at again? He's just at a table. There's sweet, table sweet, 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 table. sweet. Like one of the high top tables? Like one of the high tables? Uh, no, he's a goblin. I didn't know if he climbed up there. No, he's he's very short. Like, you like a your height. There, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you want okay. him to be in a booth? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in a booth. Okay, he's in a booth. Cool. B will turn around everyone. All right, I'm going to go talk to him. I don't want to overwhelm him. So you guys just stay right here. Dude, 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 dude. Okay, she'll go up there. Um, hey Scribble, how are you? And she'll sit on the other side of the booth. Yeah, so he'll squint at you through his glasses and, and take them off. Me. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Have you been doing well? Mm-hmm. Nothing too much going on for you? Nah. What about you? Um, pretty good. Um, I, I'm in the, the semifinals for that rob robot fighting league I told you about last time. Oh, good, good. I had a birthday party too. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm 33 now. Oh, 
Uh, ha happy birthday, V. Thanks. Um, I have a question, and I can pay you for it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, me and my friends were really wondering if you could um maybe forge us some student IDs. Uh, he'll slowly turn to look at the only other people in the bar, and see. Uh, I the, wave. The three of you guys, or four, including Halo. And he'll slowly turn back to you, be need them now. Um, I mean, what's when's the soonest you can have them? As you're talking to him, he reaches into his backpack, pulls out a camera, and without any warning, like snaps a picture of your face. Oh. Uh, he waddles off of the the booth and pulls up a stool which he will proceed to climb up and each take a picture of each of your faces without without saying a word amazing oh okay do you guys do anything or do you just Wait, like I I smile poses or something? yeah a hundred percent she's like ready she kind of like scoots to, to behind like make sure everyone is in front of her so she can like fix her hair a little bit mm -hmm. make sure that she looks really good Marcus yeah. has a confused look on his face. And he will bring them back over to the table where he will pull out templates of student ID cards uh, and uh, licking the back of the pictures as an adhesive, he puts the pictures on oh them. He and licks it? Yeah, he, he licks it. That was a laminating machine. <laughs> that is unsanitary. And as you watch, almost as if by magic, the picture begins to glow and sticks to the ID. Uh, he kind of like holds it up to his eyes, shows each one to you, B. Oh, wow. Those look really good. Very impressive. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, how much do you want for them? Could you please make a persuasion check? OK. He's going to want me to do something for him if I fail this. An eight? Can I add my d6 to that? Yes, you can add your d6 to that. Three, okay. so uh, 11. Yeah, so he scratches his temple with like a long nail and just goes, eh, can you do something for me later? I um, guess. What you need? I don't know right now. Oh, like a favor. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Okay, he well, thank you. slides them across the table to you. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Are we still good back. for brunch? Are we still good for brunch next week? Uh-huh. Same place, same time? Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for helping me out, buddy. You're the best. He'll hold up his fist really slowly. All right, I'll nice. talk to you later. Well, nice meeting you. A, he's waiting for like a knuckle tap. Oh. She'll be like, ka -chow! And she'll knuckle bump him. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he, he goes back to working on whatever he was forging. Thanks, you're super cool. Appreciate it. Hi, Scribble. Hi.
He could have been in our party. <laughs> you guys really? could have had that, guys. You really missed out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. You mentioned the dynamic. <laughs> it would have been fucking wild. <laughs> all right. Um, I have all our pictures. He's going to hand everybody theirs. On B's, her mouth is like half open and she's mid-blink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pictures look, uh, I mean, they certainly look accurate. Mine looks great. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. my, my hair fixed and my little, a little. That's impressive how fast you turn these out. Yeah. Um, it be useful, like a useful resource that we can come back to in the future. Mm-hmm. Now we never have to pay for the Zap train again. Mm-hmm. All right, capitalism. <laughs> Lux, Lux will elbow Zephyr and be like, "Okay, come on, Barf Boy, let's go." Oh my god! What, what happened? I... Oh, you, 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 bar- you didn't you barf on the Zap train last time? I thought you told me about that when you went with Marcus. I thought we said we wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was like Are you in front of everyone? No, I mean I thought they all knew. Oof, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this way, guys. Here you hear the as B leaves from one of the booths. No, I'm so sorry. We had an understanding. Uh, yeah. You I'm can sorry. just walk away. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Lux is absolutely crushed. I'm <laughs> She's watching him walk away. She's like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I had a really bad night last night. She just you, hear, you hear B outside as Zephyr comes out. You threw up on the Zap train? Yes. That's it. <laughs> okay. Look, it's, it's not the conventional aircraft, so it's a bit new to me. I throw up like 90% of the time on it, so don't worry about it. That's why they have drains on the floor. It's a You're high fine. Percentage. <laughs> Well, they have drains on the floor. Everybody does it. I wouldn't feel too bad. I'm going to run to the restroom real fast. Sorry, guys. Bye. All right. Lux, Lux follows out and she comes up behind Zephyr and is like, I was just teasing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't be mad oh, at me. Man. I'll think about it. Uh, about this story. You know, while we don't have a mayor to guide our um, actions in the story, I have mm-hmm. this story. Um, I had this crush on this guy once, mm-hmm. and I told him, I was like really little. I was like, I don't know, 18. I don't know how old I was. I was a baby. I was like eight equivalent human years. Maybe eight. I don't know. I was between six and eight, and I told this guy that I really liked. I was like, hey, I really like you. I think you're like really cute and you're smart. And he told me, he was like, well, um, hold on, I got to think of a name. Uh, Zoe over there likes me too. So whichever one of you dresses the prettiest the next day can have me. And I told him, fuck off. That was stupid. Oh. Anyway, that's seems, my story. He seems terrible. Yeah. I was like, my intellect should be the thing that makes me attractive, you trash muffin. Absolutely. Literally, yeah. can never tell if it's B talking or Casey talking. That actually happened to me. True story. <laughs> <laughs> I was like really little. 
I was like, I told this dude, I was like, hey, I like you. And he was like, well, Catherine also likes me. So whichever one of you dresses the prettiest the next day could be my girlfriend. I only wore yoga pants at this point. How old were you? His loss, I say. Uh, I might've been six. I think I was yeah. more five, six. I think it was kindergarten. And this I was is like, a true That's story. Yeah. A six-year-old said that. <laughs> and I told him, no, that was stupid. I'm not doing that. And then he moved to Ohio. Oh, why? Oh, his loss. His loss. Yeah, his, his, yeah well. His loss. Yeah, we he don't like anyone from He Ohio. got punished. He got, he, he yeah, got, he what, got he what he deserved. Anyway, I used it as uh, inspiration for me. Jerk. Anyway, I thought it was, I think it's really funny. He got a fate worse than death. He's like oh, our number even... one fan of the show. Just oh, no. Number one fan. Yeah. Even sixty-year-old oh, me was like, "I won't dress pretty for you. I just want to wear yoga pants." Good for you. Fuck that Which guy. Honestly, is like a big B vibe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my story. Anyway, so yeah, that was my story. Uh, B tells you all this story as <laughs> uh, she drives you up to the district gate. Uh, you guys go to the ticket center and show the the oh my gosh my brain is literally failing uh, you show the ticket with your student so id cards and yeah she like looks over it and hands them each uh hands you each a ticket for the zap train sweet uh, no one has to pay any gold hell yeah halo it's so cool being a student uh huh. Uh, you see, he's a little, little anxious. About Are you going okay? Back to school. Oh. Yeah, I just haven't been there in a while. Well, I mean, is it because people bully you? Oh no, that people are much more mature at that at that level. That's like more mature than us. I didn't say that. I. <laughs> I was just asking. Okay, well, I, I didn't say that. Um, is your stomach okay? Yeah, you don't I'll got the fine. butterflies? You want some Sprite? No, no, no. no Ginger you. ale? I'm gonna walk over to the Zep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow, he's really anxious. He must really not like that place. Lux gives um. up on talking. Every time, every time she says something, it just goes bad. Marcus would step up next to Halo, and you know, quiet tone, he'd say, "Is there, is there anything that we need to be worried about?" He gives you a concerned look. That uh, seems like a yes. N- no, I don't think so, unless you thought of something in particular. Well, you're acting kind of funny. And when I say that, I mean you're acting kind of funny for you, which means more funny than usual. I just... Knowledge is great, but it's not for everyone, I think. Did you leave on good terms? Oh, yeah, of, of course. But just... It's a different mindset there. Okay. I think I understand. He, he nods. Um, so, as you guys board onto the zap train, uh, assuming all of you face forward, 
the Zap train lurches briefly, and a second later, you're at the next stop. There's a, it does this a couple of times as it uh, goes to various parts of the upper district, uh, the business district, the skyport, uh, and then it passes the, the preserve, which is basically this massive national park in the city itself. Uh, and you eventually get to the college district. Stepping off of the train, you will notice enormous, uh, enormous buildings, a mixture of these Roman sort of style architectures with these columns mixed with a lot of modern design. It almost looks reminiscent of the summit, uh, which is where the senators meet. Uh, the, there, there's lush green grasses sort of surrounding all of the buildings. Uh, as well as cobblestone pathways with elaborate light fixtures sort of guiding the path. And awaiting you at the entrance of the college is a massive statue of a lion-looking figure with these massive, sprawling, feathery wings. And there's a plaque that says, Headmaster Cypress. Well, he looks fun. I asked Caleb if that's the current one or the founding one. Uh, both. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> okay, then. Um, How old is this university? I mean, it was built when the city was founded. Oh, only 100 years ago. Okay, that, that's not too terribly bad, then. Does anyone want to make a either arcana or history check on the statue? Hell yeah. Can I? Sure. Uh, yeah, everyone can. Nice. Okay, Marcus, you would know. Uh, Lux would know. Uh, um, Zephyr, not really. Dang it. You'll rule the day, statue. You'll rule so, the day. <laughs> uh, Lux, you uh, recognize this as a sphinx, uh, a being of great intellect and power. Mm. Uh, and it appears the current uh, headmaster of the college. Oh, shit, he's a sphinx. Uh, Marcus, you would know this as well. There was a riddle associated with this thing. Anybody remember what that was? A riddle associated with the, the cube. This, no, the sphinx. The sphinx. A sphinx. Sphinx has, uh, has a fav, uh, famous riddle. As someone who loves riddles and mysteries, would I know? Uh, not with that history, Jack. Dang it. Throws, throws my cowboy in. hat on the ground. <laughs> um would I know what the famous riddle is with the 21? Uh you did an arcana check. Oh boo. Not a, not a history uh, check. Can Marcus make a history check to try and remember it? Do, do you know as a player? Yes. Uh sure, go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, oh I'm wow. <laughs> Marcus has no clue. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't do. I mean, well, can what's I make? The riddle? I'm sorry. What's the riddle? You brought it up. Oh well, what walks on four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three at night? Is it just scale folk? Leave the correction. Uh, the answer is man. Uh, four as a baby, two as an adult, and three as an old man walking on a stick. Ah. <laughs> As you can tell by my case, that's not true. I am still on tubes. 
Oh, you're still in the afternoon. Marcus proudly sporting his new walking stick. <laughs> Wait, didn't you take a cane too? Oh, dang, I did. <laughs> well played, Marcus. Well played. <laughs> you win this round. Well, Marcus doesn't know, so he that was just player knowledge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you guys move past the statue of the Sphinx, uh, the nameless Sphinx now, you guys will see all manner of students sort of milling around. It is the summer, so the only classes in session are summer classes. But even then, you will hear like the sound of, of music on the horizon. Uh, there are students, you know, tight rope walking between trees or studying beneath them, uh, looking in books. Uh, there's a couple of people you see that are levitating, practicing magic, and it seems, even in the summertime, quite lively. You guys quickly find a tour group, which uh, begins going around discussing each of the various buildings, the alchemy tower, the medical tower, so on and so forth. And eventually, you guys find your way to the uh, Alchemy Tower, which you can see its stone is uh, stained and corroded in places from long use, but miraculously, it still stands. And outside the front door, uh, you will see a uh, student who appears to be looking for someone. Can I try and sneak up on him? I, yeah. <laughs> Roll, roll stealth, 2022. So this person is specifically looking for uh, someone. So I'm going to actually roll their perception. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, so how does, how does Marcus start sneaking up on this person? Um, he'd probably try to arrive from a path off to his side, like out of uh, in peripheral vision, but like trying to rely on him not actively using his peripherals. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of people sort of like in the vicinity. So you're like weaving between people and you start coming up on his side. And yeah, you see him like looking and you see his eyes dart to his peripherals, just barely catching you. Uh, he quickly snaps his head and, and looks at you. What do you do? I just smile at him as if I was expecting him to do that and say, are you the one I'm looking for? He gives you a curious look. Uh, Marcus? That'd be the one. Ah, yes. Uh, Professor Tucker would like to speak with you. Uh, he said you'd have company, and he looks behind you to see if he can see anyone. They would be nearby. Unless someone's sneaking over there with me. <laughs> I'm not very sneaky. Yeah, so he, I probably will be sneaking, so yeah. Uh, he quickly isolates each of you and uh, nods. He says, okay, um, well, this way. Uh, and he begins to lead you into the tower. Inside is a nauseous concoction of various smells as you guys walk mm. past dozens of bubbling beakers, sort of these heating chambers where you can see various materials dematerializing and rematerializing and eventually you guys find yourself outside the office of Professor Tucker, uh, which at that point the student bows to you guys and quickly makes himself scarce. Did, did Lux have a comment on the interior? 
Huh, I was gonna say everything smells weird. Uh, it is it is nauseous and, and sort of dizzying, Ugh. almost like smelling uh, strong paint. Ugh. It's like uh, really nasty, like turpentine-y. Mm-hmm. Um, some students wear masks, others just have grown accustomed to the fumes. What are they mixing in here? Probably nothing healthy. Marks would then knock on the door. The door opens, and you will see a middle-aged man. There is a miniature dragon sort of curled around his neck. Uh, he wears a long sort of tan lab coat that is stained and has actually holes in some places from where it's been corroded. Uh, he wears these thick glasses that are fogged up and stained. It's a wonder he can see through them. Uh, and he smiles. I perceive you be Malchus. Yes, you must be the professor. I and he, he reaches out his hand and, and uh, shakes yours. I'm Professor Tucker, uh, and these are these are your friends, I guess. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, don't just yeah. stand there in the hall. Come on in. And he uh, gestures you guys inside his office. It's a really, really great view to meet with us on this. We're trying to figure out um, this whole contraption thing. It uh, we managed to acquire it. It was rather important for us to do so, but unfortunately, we don't know anything about it. So we're hoping you could shed, shed some light. All right, well, let me see the thing then. Uh, Marcus would produce it from under, from inside of his coat. Yeah. Uh, his like dragon goes to like snap at it and he like taps it on the snout and taking it in his hand, he lifts up his goggles. You can see there are like, his, his face is mostly like ashen or like smudged in places, but where his goggles were is completely clean. And he kind of like looks at it and he's like, oh, that's quite interesting. Never seen uh, something quite like this, uh, though I do recognize this symbol. What? What is it? What does it mean? Well, uh, as you know, a variety of alchemical theorems and materials often have symbols assigned to them. Uh, and he, he basically starts going into a little bit of mage explaining on uh, the principles of alchemy, uh, but oh, even boy. eventually gets to. This symbol here uh, denotes immortality. It represents something called the perfect self. Kind of going off the notion that all people are born broken and destined for destruction. The, per the perfect self is what binds you and makes you immortal. Though so, this symbol doesn't actually have much meaning in uh, modern alchemy. Uh, when you say modern alchemy, how old would the symbol be? Oh, it's ancient. Uh, but most most students use it as a just something cool to write on the desks for for sort of like real world correlation. It's like the S that high school students draw on their desk, the fancy S. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Says, Amazing. I, it doesn't really have much meaning anymore. I mean. It's not really one of the most commonly used alchemical symbols. That's kind of a letdown. Does the box open though? Yeah, oh, is well, there a way to open the box? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you gotta you you're gonna have to spend some time with it, understand it a bit more. Uh, I I 
unfortunately don't have time. I've got meeting in a bit. But, and he'll go over to his desk where you will see sort of this large lens affixed to, this large lens affixed to a stand with a plate uh, sort of like uh, for it to look at. He, he carries it over. It looks super heavy, uh, but he, he like shows it to you and he says, now uh, this is a, a thousand lens. Have uh, any of you used this before? Anyone's welcome to make arcana rolls on what a dowsing lens is. I figured uh, out. <laughs> nope, nope. That's another nat one for Marcus. <laughs> well, yep. Wow. Uh, B, yes, it is. B, would you like to make an arcana roll? This is on an object, correct? Uh, it is on an object. Okay. So thank so you for pointing that out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She's going to use Artificer's Lore which gives her twice her proficiency, so her proficiency is plus three, so plus six. 25. All right. I messaged something to you. Uh, so yeah, he, he's like, does, any, does anyone, is anyone familiar with this sort of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. He, um, he looks at you. Can you, is it like on a table or somebody holding it? He's, he's holding it. Um, can you like put it down eye level with me, please? Uh, he'll he'll set it down on the table. Thank you, thank you. Okay. B will like climb up and sit at the table. All okay. right. Can I touch it? Uh, yeah, sure, by all means. Okay, and it's okay if I like tilt it sideways and stuff. Oh yeah, that's what it's there for. Oh okay, my gosh, I, I keep sure. I doing that sure. freaking accent. My God. <clears throat> Are you course, okay? That's what Your voice got for. like really different. Yeah, it's uh, just a thing that happens. Um, yeah, uh, but by all means, go ahead and show us what you can do. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna pick it up. Uh, B picks it up. She's gonna like kind of hold it in her hands, kind of move it in some different directions and be like, oh yeah, yeah, um, this is a lens. Um, it's capable of you like, it's capable of gleaning information from an object. Very astute of you, yes, of, of course, but more specifically, it can extract almost memories from an object, especially if there are strongly imprinted emotions uh, affixed to it. He puts it back down on the table. That's straight freaky, man. It's often useful for uh, objects that are, have innate magical properties but need to be unlocked by magical words, uh, something that the creator imbued into them. If we do not know the, the magic word, we can use this to sort of identify it. That makes sense. That does make sense. How, you still get to uh, sit with it to understand it. Will this, how long does it take to kind of get used to objects? I've never had to get to know an object before. Uh, so as if you guys were like friends, he puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, a lot longer than I have time for today, but you all are free to use my dowsing lens if you would like. You can get back to me on the results. The library is a keen place to make your observations. I'm sure you can find a study room available. Thank you for letting us borrow your equipment. Of course, yes, uh, and I do hope you'll let me know any findings you may have. Uh, you'll be the first or the second person to know. Brilliant. All right, crack on. Uh, and he starts ushering you guys out of the, the office. 
unless you guys have any other questions. No, crack on, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, Cracking on. Are we? Are, are we? <laughs> okay. Um, are we leaving? Uh, his his office, yes. Okay. Um, what time is it? Probably noonish. Okay. Um, can I just go to the food court real quick? Sure. Sweet, Wait, sweet, sweet, sweet. What do you need at the food? Dog. Do they have that kind of stuff here? Uh, Halo. He nods. Um. Yeah, you might actually be able to get in with your student cards. Oh, sweet. Um, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Halo, what's your favorite food court restaurant? Uh, not Panda Express, that's for sure. Oof. Uh, <laughs> who likes Yay. Panda Express? Straight Sbarros. up here. Sbarros. <laughs> Sbarros? What, did, what did you say, Mike? Sbarros. <laughs> yeah, the pizza place. Yeah. Yeah, they have a sure. Yes. I don't know. I really want a corn dog. I don't know. Pizza sounds good too. I don't know. Maybe I'll just get everything. Okay. Uh you guys make a stop at the food court. There's a montage. There, there's definitely a montage of you getting yes. all the food you can eat, uh filling up a yeah, box right. from upstairs, even though sweet, 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 sweet. It's already paid for to, to eat up there. But anyway. Eventually, with full stomachs, uh, make your way to the library. I eat my corn dog on the way there. Mm -hmm. So inside, you guys will see tall bookcases with sort of animated books flying about, organizing themselves. There are long stretches of tables, and there seems to be almost like an enchantment on this place that turns like the loudest shout into a whisper. Um, you see in the ceiling affixed is a large blue crystal uh, that's sort of emitting this faint glow. Uh, and as you guys enter the library, I need you guys to make an intelligence saving throw. Before you make the saves... Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. No worries. Uh, you have the option, of course, to fail saving throws if you wish. I cannot tell you what will happen if you fail the saving throw, uh, but you you always have that option. You got a net one. Wow. Okay, so Marcus, Zephyr, and Lux, all three of you fail. B's just eating oh. a lot of corn dogs. Uh, I'm sorry, B. Also, you you do fail with the the seven. Oh yeah, B's eating corn dogs. She's dunking all, that stuff in ranch. All three of you rolled uh, 13. That's crazy. That's kind of wild, yeah. Um, what did Halo get? Oh, I forgot to roll for Halo. I forgot he was there. He is going to try and resist this effect, but not with a four. Oh, poor Halo. Uh, so if you all would record uh, what your current intelligence is. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. If it is higher than this, then it remains the same. Uh, but everyone's intelligence is set at a base 16. Oh, shit. In addition to having your intelligence increased, uh, you all feel a sense of sort of like, I don't want to say superiority, but kind of like a noblish mindset. Interesting. In addition to that, you also feel invigorated to learn and 
a thirst for knowledge. Oh. We quick cut to everyone's look on their on their face as you guys walk into the library and have this uh, affect you. Uh, Marcus and V's don't change, uh, but what do Zephyr and Lux look like as they they walk in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think initially she looked kind of like pretty bored. Like it's a library, you know, like mm-hmm. it's fine. But like when this kind of hits her, she just kind of blinks like a couple of times, and she's just like, oh. Seems very thoughtful, very pensive. Like she's thinking thick rimmed glasses. Yes. Actually, <laughs> she might like pull something out of her like jacket or what. <laughs> no, <laughs> e- even better. You see like the big round glasses that she normally wears that are like the rose-tinted ones. She just kind of like takes them off and just like flicks them and they just turn into like regular glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Square, she, bold, bold rimmed. Bold rimmed, yeah. Like she's feeling, uh, she's living that nerdy life. Um, she's, she's kind of a, yeah. She, she pulls her hair back, and she's like, I have just got a lot of things that I feel like I really need to look up. All of the sudden, uh, Halo's face is just like he's he has the same face, but there's like a tinge of like discomfort on his face oh my gosh yeah um look seems like a little bit more stuck up (laughs) um she's definitely holding herself a little higher yeah my intelligence was 12 before this so Mm -hmm. this is a this is a pretty big improvement Mm -hmm. um does b say anything when when lix does this with her glasses and starts looking at books like oh yes i'll have that one over yeah she there. probably like picks up a book like <laughs> directly off of like the librarian's desk or whatever and it's like this definitely seems like an interesting subject um is be aware of like what's happening actually you failed the the intelligence save as well uh so you also even though your intelligence doesn't increase past where it is you do feel invigorated to learn uh, and a thirst for knowledge. Are you okay? M- me? Oh yeah, yeah I'm just looking at the cool books. What? <laughs> I mean, aren't all books cool? No. <laughs> I feel like I just really kind of need a moment to do some intense kind of research, you know? I I just feel very invigorated after our uh, visit to, she'll like bend down to whisper, even though everything is already in a whisper, to be and just be like, after Roa, I just really feel like I, I, you know, could do some good research and, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm not really meant to play music the rest of my life. Uh, Um... (laughs) You should check out some music theory books. I think that would interest you. That sounds fantastic, actually. Yeah. Uh, What's Zephyr's face as his intelligence suddenly increases? Uh, What was was your intelligence before this? Fifteen. Fifteen? So it's one more than... You feel a little smarter than you did before. Ah, I remember that word I was thinking of earlier. What was the word? Incorrigible. Yes. <laughs> I don't know the meaning of the word. 
Of course, <laughs> incorrigible. In indubitably. In indubitably. <laughs> All right. But yeah. So as you guys kind of stand there, I was gonna say dumbfounded, but it's quite the opposite, actually. Dad jokes, yes. Uh, you guys make your way into the library where you will see a familiar individual. You will see Lorian sitting at a table, studiously looking at uh, a series of stacked books. Yeah, he's got like six all around him, all of them open. He's like going from one book, stroking his chin, flipping a page, another one. Like he's studying hard right now. Marcus. Yes. Look. She's gonna what point. Look! 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 Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Uh, Lux has her nose in that book that she picked up that's like Stop on reading. Reading is stupid qu- right now. Quantum superposition. Okay. <laughs> Marcus takes uh, Lux's chin, slowly moves it up from the book, and in the general direction of Lorian. Oh! Oh my goodness! Does he look the same? Well, since last time you saw him, all those times ago when he beat the crap out of all those demons, he is noticeably less radiant, but you know, he still is, you know. I don't want to say shiny, but just like filled out, you know, like he's like right after like his cheeks were hollowed, you know, he seemed really skinny, but I was like back to normal, but his hair isn't that vibrant goldish blonde. It's just a regular blonde. And those, uh, those tattoos that he had have faded to like almost his skin color. So yeah, he is noticeably less angelic, but he seems to be all right and fine physically. We have to go say hi. Oh, that's right. Uh, this is um, this is Lorian. I did. Did I tell you about Lorian? I think so. Yeah, he um. You mentioned that he traveled to you, with you all. Yeah, he um, he was with us. He was uh, part of our part of our group for a while, and then he kind of needed to take a break. And mm. this whole thing about like, oh. The demons are back, and then you came back like a month later or something, and um, it yep, was like I remember. <laughs> and and um, this whole thing about like, oh well, you know when? Oh, ugh, she's making a face, and she just kind of leans in. So like, I guess that when you, she just like pokes him a little bit in the chest when you dropped the bomb thing, it it might have killed his grandfather. So maybe like x on the bomb, eh? You wait, know? Wait, 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 wait. His grandpa was the demon king? <laughs> I don't know. They, it was like a secret undercover mission to go like make a deal with the demon king and then you bombed him. Oh. Oh. Quite frankly, that's his fault. We were dropping pamphlets for days. You were, wait, you were alerting people that you were, uh, you know what, it doesn't matter. I mean, a lot of this propaganda, but still. Hmm. Hindsight's a bitch, ain't it? All right, let's go meet him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great. He's he's very nice. Uh, So you guys make your way over to uh, Lorian, and Lorian, you look up to see uh, several familiar faces uh, with one unfamiliar face. Does the magic, like, deafen other things or is it just spoken word um, like he's so, gonna like stand straight up and the chair's gonna go Skrr! 
straight back. Uh, it me it seems to be more of a like immediate area thing. So your intent to speak to them wouldn't be dampened, but all other unintentional sounds are, are probably dampened. So he's really gonna stand straight up, and the chair is gonna scoop back. And you know, Lauren's a pretty big dude. So he's gonna step up and just get everybody he knows in that hug. Sorry, Zephyr, he doesn't know you like like that yet. Scoop me. I'm too short. Oh, I got you, Shablexel. Oh, 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 oh no, B, you're actually in the middle of all this. Oh yeah, he just squished in there. Oh no, like a sandwich. Yep. He's My like, friends. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh, I have so much to tell you. I've been so much work lately. How have you all been? He's gonna let you all go, and he's gonna shake oh, all your hands. God. He seems very excited. Good, good, good. Uh, you, you look, you look better than the last time I saw you. Yes, that visit. Well, that was before I went back to work, you know. Working makes me feel better. I've been doing all this research about a whole bunch of, you know, demon stuff. You know, keep a low profile. It's been going well so far. Who's, who's this? He's gonna, like, tilt his head towards Zephyr. Oh, uh, th- th- this is, um, this is Zephyr. This is my boyfriend, Zephyr. Mm. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I've heard a little bit about you. Oh, he's gonna definitely shake his hand. Yeah, he um he he works with us now. Can I give him like a tilted head, raised eyebrow, just for a second, like trying to check him out, see if he's worthy. Hmm. Checking the vibe. Lux will just like loop arms with him and like squeeze him a little bit and be like, "Yeah, it's a good so, thing." What are you doing here? Uh, that would be my fault. He's gonna turn to Marcus. Yeah, we. I kind of got us involved in this high-flying act uh, to test some weird weapon, and uh, eh, long story short, we got a weird box, and now we're trying to figure out what the hell it's supposed to do. Well, if there's any, you know, demoticness about it, I think I'd be able to help. Uh, well, we got this really neat lensing thing, and he kind of holds it up and shakes it around a little bit, and uh, the professor said we just take it to a study room and just try to, try to get to know the object. May I Arcana check this thing? What thing in particular? The the dowsing lens. Uh yeah, you can. Twenty-one. Uh with that plus six. Uh yeah, you yes. recognize this. You've seen a variety of students using it while you're here. It basically, whether it's a mundane or magic item, uh lets you know the know the true nature of it. So if someone were studying an alchemical ingredient, they would be able to learn its properties by looking at it through the lens. If it was a magical item uh, that you didn't know the, the power phrase or power words for, uh, you would be able to learn them with a bit of time. Oh, I know this. He's going to pluck it out of Marcus's hand. If you're, uh, you're it's like, also like to... super, super big. Like Oh, oh it is. Think, think oh. of like microscope heavy. Like, like big microscope. Ancient yeah. rudimentary, oh. big ass mm-hmm. piece of machinery. <laughs> yes. He will no longer try to pluck it out of his hand. It's not a carp. <laughs> we're, we're pushing it on a carp behind L- Lorian us. still tries to pluck it. <laughs> ah, okay, maybe not. Well, I've seen this used like a lot. I've been here for a few days, actually, coming in and out doing this research. You like point it at something if it's magical, and it tells you like what it is and what it does. It's like an identifier spell, but really big. Yes, it it is quite heavy. Um, I'm hoping to figure out what the hell's how to open this box. It seems really interesting, and honestly, I. Really interested by it. Well, have you scanned it yet? 
No, that's why I'm here. We're going to find a little room oh, and well, spend some time with it. May I join you? All this demon reading is... I could use a break. Oh, yeah, man. You're more than welcome to join us. Oh, perfect. Then he will tag along. You'll help push, of course, because he's strong. He's a big boy. Oh, push the push the card that I yes. said the, yeah. the thing was on. Yeah. Yes. Who was, was pushing it, it before? I said it Marcus. was on a cart. Marcus. Oh, Marcus, what's your strength score? That is a 13. Okay, well, Lauren would be able to push it better with his 18. He would, yeah. yeah. And just imagine it's like one of the... You guys remember the... Uh, the projectors that teachers would have on the carts that they just yes it, it's exactly yeah. like that pretty <laughs> amazing perfect well yeah you guys wheel it over to a study room it seems nice and quiet inside uh you set it down on the table and then yes marcus you produce the cube i'd set it on what appears to be the place to put it and uh there's a there's a tray that sort of sits under the lens that you can move the lens over. It also appears that the lens was meant to be rotated. So as you set it down, you see sort of like vague apparitions and symbols start appearing in the lens uh, as you look through it. Ooh, Marcus would play with the dials and the anything that can adjust uh, the lens, the positioning, the height of it, uh, the focus of it. Yeah, you just try and make this as clear a picture as possible. As you do this, it takes a good long while. You see a variety of like symbols that you can't exactly comprehend come up on the on the the mirror. Could you give me an Arcana check, please? So sixteen. It takes approximately an hour but eventually as i move you guys over to the screen i'm scared see seven letters appear everyone has the ability to move these tokens uh if you accidentally delete one please let me know (laughs) are these the only letters available for all three all three blanks currently yes okay you, you may surmise that these groupings of letters pertain to one of the blanks. Oh, no. Okay. Well, we can spell um, live and believe. believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I if think... you just believe, use all of them. Well, he said that it pertains to one of them. So all of the letters are within one of these blanks, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I believe I it is I. No. I believe blank it is blank. So I think so. Yes. With I don't my... believe it is butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many of there? So there's uh, there's three words on here that we're supposed to get have these letters. No, no, no. I just felt evil. I believe. Wait, we're supposed to get three words out of these letters or one word out of these one, letters? One word. Marcus okay. has so far come up with one word's worth of letters. Okay. Can I like, oh, take a turn on the, on the microscope to see if I can make another one? Uh, well, first you'll have to identify what the first word is by putting it in its proper spot. Okay, I'm voting for I believe blank it is blank. Any other votes? Wait, oh. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wait, no, that's no! not spelled right. Right? Oh, God. I believe. 
you leave. Um, sorry, <laughs> I, I like in my brain. I I was like, I don't think that this looks right. Wait, hold on. I'll get my mom. She's got Jeopardy. D e l i e v e. This isn't. This isn't Jeopardy. It's um. It's uh Amazing. the other one. There we go. Wheel of Fortune. I want to buy an A. <laughs> Uh, you can't buy letters. That's uh-uh. not how this works. Sorry. You, hey, you have my PayPal. <laughs> what? No? We can't cheat in D and D. No, no, no cheat. Yes, you can. Try hard enough. Um. All right. So, uh, you believe that the first word is believe. Seems like it. Yeah. Mm. Seems like a distinct possibility. Once we get the second word, we'll probably find out more. Can I have a turn? I have plus six. Uh, yes. As you're as you're looking over the lens, you see all of these letters start to come together, and it forms the word believe. Oh, let me get a bardic, and let me get a guidance. Why do we don't need clerics? Dang I it. have a I have guidance. <gasps> uh, oh, I have guidance. Give me the guidance. Give me the bardic. I'll get my plus six. We'll get like thirty. He's gonna put her hand up to high five you, Lorian. Mine's a one d eight. Oh, let's do the check first, and we'll add the numbers. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. A seventeen. Let's yeah. keep going. Twenty. Twenty-three. As opposed to an hour, this time it only takes you thirty minutes. So you're pouring over the lens, rotating it as the letters come into view, and everyone, I imagine, you're like. Over the over each person's shoulder, looking into the lens yourself, and you will watch as seven more letters come into view. I something I because it is. Oh, we're so smart, aren't we, smart guys? <laughs> Wait, that's the easy one. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, who would you like oh. to be the next person to look through the lens? I mean, we should all have like at least a plus four to Arcana right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a yeah. plus three. So Marcus went first, Lorraine went second. Does someone else want to volunteer? Come on, uh, B. I'll give you a boost. Oh, sweet. Thanks. Yeah, I'll give you a Bardic B. He's going to pick B up like by the armpit from behind and lift her up Simba style to put her up there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, you may go ahead and roll B. Um, Lux, do you want to help me? Yeah, you can have a bardic inspiration. You got it. Thanks. You... You're so smart. Oh. 21. Oh, yes. No, no, just roll them all. I want to see what happens. Uh, D8 for bardic, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Can we get, can we preach? Oh. Uh, one. Wow. Wait, but you gave yourself four. guidance. Yeah. Four. Okay, 26. So 26. Yeah. Um, takes you about. 20 ish minutes uh, to get this one. All right, um, all right. I think I got it. And you will see these six word, uh, six letters appear okay. uh, before you. It's Subad. No. <laughs> shut up, shut up. I'm trying to find this out. Absurd. Oh, A B S U R D. Yeah. Yeah. Mike did that really quick. Yeah, we got a My- Scrabble master on the team. Yeah, Mike is <laughs> the puzzle master. <laughs> I watched a lot of Jeopardy with my grandma. Amazing. Love it. And Wheel of Fortune. 
someone want to move the letters into the uh, like, proper space? Oh, I, I, I want to. What? Oh, sorry, Give Mike, you can do it because you did it. Ob. I don't know why I put the U at the very front, but here we are. I <laughs> uh, can't move the R for some reason. Or the D. There we go. It comes to you that this is the phrase uh, to unlock whatever properties lie within the magic item. Hmm. Well, who wants to say um, it? I'll say it. Yo, I want to step back, though. Laura's going to be 10 feet away from him so he can be in the aura. Because, like, just by standing close to Lauren, you feel safe and smarter and stronger. You just feel better around him. Not like because like, he has a big ego, but because he's magical. I also stand back and I pull Zephyr with me. I want to see. Okay, fine. Get closer then, but be, be careful. Uh, Marks would make sure everyone's at a safe distance, who wants to be at a safe distance. And um, he would feet away. kind of whisper into the, the cube, I believe, because it is absurd. As you say those words, you'll hear a mechanical clicking sound as the images on the symbol you saw start to rotate. An iris open, this faint silvery mist begins to pour out and it begins to resemble the shape of three people. The room begins to grow incredibly dark as you guys are enveloped in shadow. And as I move you guys over to the map, I need you all to select your tokens and roll for initiative. Question, is Battleby in the library? Uh, I assume she's always with you. Well, I didn't know if Battleby would be allowed. I assume okay. she's always with you. She's part of your class. Do I have my power armor on or just being my chain and shield? I I don't know if Lorian would yeah. would have brought his it's up to you. It's it's your item, so if you wanted to keep it on you, that's fine. I definitely okay. don't think you were wearing it when you were studying it, but it can be no. in the bag of holding on your person. It would just take an action to put it on. Or you can just you can decide as a player that you don't have it. No, he wouldn't bring it to the library, but he would bring his big ass sword. Um, question, answer. Can I have Marcus make a wisdom save? Because we're doing something very cerebral here, mm -hmm. and if these things came out, he has to question with himself: is is he supposed is is he supposed to outthink these guys? Or is he supposed to fight these guys? You make a save, you get a plus five because you're in my aura. Yeah, you you can you can make some kind of check to oh check you know, to understand the situation, uh, whether it be an insight check or wisdom save. Uh, it's up to you. Save. Well, let's see. My insight's plus five, and my wisdom saves a plus two. And I give and you a plus five because you're with you me. You give me a plus five. Yeah, you're my aura. I'll go with a wisdom save then. Excellent. Oh, ten. I'll I'll get into this more when combat starts. This the, the good thing about this is the spirits go before you, so you'll definitely understand the tenor of the situation a lot faster. Good to I know. Think. Just make the save for fun, or not for fun, but 
you're wanting to do the, the same thing he's doing. You you can if you want. Nineteen. These things are, are very hostile. Okay. Oh. Marcus, shoot them. Do you have your gun? <laughs> he pulls up his cane. Of course, I never leave home without it. So the silvery mist pours from the box and manifests in three forms. Uh, you see they all look identical, though different in expression. One has a face of sorrow. Uh, you can almost see the tears streaming down their face. One has a look of anger. Uh, you see like a vein bulging in its temple. And then one of red, you see the fear, the absolute terror in its eyes. And the spirit of anger, which is first to act. You will see it uh, hover over to you, Lorian, as you're the closest oh, in range. You just hear it say, It's your fault! And it smashes you with two uh, withering touch attacks. What's your AC? 19. So, first to hit is a 24. Yeah, start draining my strength, my friend. Doing oh. 25 necrotic damage to you. 25. Mm-hmm. You take 15 damage, not 25. I don't know why I said 25. My my bad. Uh, tr- trust me over the numbers. I promise you I'm going to get them you, wrong. You, Obi-Wan Kenobi, saying, I trusted you. Yeah, okay, the chosen one. All right, uh, yes. Second is only a 13 as it swipes against your shield. You just hear it echoing, your fault. Spirit of anger, that's the end of its turn. Uh, and as it ends its turn, you will watch it disappear. Uh, bro. Is it a bonus action, a free action, or a full action to try to figure out where it went? It, it can be just a something you do on your turn. I don't want to give it a action or free action because it's just you looking around. So go ahead and see if you can find where it went. Perception. Make a perception check. 19. Uh, it is nowhere to be found. Almost as if it is no longer on this plane. Oh god, it's ethereal. Oh, sorry. I, I'm just guessing. No, no worries. <laughs> okay, here's the vibe. I'm gonna plan. <laughs> I can reach the Spirit of Sorrow, but if I get in that aura, I think I'm gonna get sucked. You know what I mean? And I can't reach the Spirit of Dread. And I don't want to just stay where I am. So you know, we're gonna be stupid. We're gonna rush in. 40 feet. Am I affected by this aura? Uh, not yet. However, as you move through this aura, as soon as you hit the edge of it, uh, which you as a player know that there's an aura there, but you as a character don't know that, as you begin moving towards this, your footfalls become heavy, and you just feel this heaviness on your soul as you trudge through, through this. So... You have moved uh, effectively 20 feet through that aura. Okay, um, I will make two attacks. I'm going to save my spell slots. Okay. First one, 22. 22 hits. 12 slashing. Second attack, 19. 19 hits. 14. Okay, that is 26 total. Okay. Uh, you can see their HP bars, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, Guys, please help. Guys, Mm. help me. I'm not done. 
uh, you will notice the spirit of dread looks just as wounded as the spirit of sorrow as you slash oh. into it. Oh, okay. Right. Collective pool. Okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> that would suck, man. <laughs> oh, God. We just got here. Okay. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Yes. The spirit of dread will fly there, uh, and you will see it with a look of fear look at the gashes on itself and start touching it where the gashes are. Please, don't heal. Uh, healing no. itself for 17 Ooh. HP. Don't worry, I still did damage. Somebody has to stop that. I'm crying. Marcus, shoot the hell out of it, please. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that's the end of its turn. Uh, Marcus, that is your turn. What would you like to do? I'm going to take a shot at it. Uh, at yeah. which one? Uh, I'm sorry, at the Dread. As you look at the Spirit of Dread uh, leveling your sniper, it looks at you with fearful eyes, and you feel that same fear reflected back at you. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, with your first attack, you are unable to fire at the Spirit of Dread. You may make your attack against another target, if you so wish. Uh, yeah, if I can't attack that, I would attack the one with sorrow. Okay. Oh, um, Lorraine, I forgot. At the end of your turn, you moved 20 feet. Yeah. You take 17 necrotic damage. Oh. Uh, based on... Oh, oh, I'm an Azamar. I'm resistant. Oh, I just remembered. Is, is, I'll, I'll just do half of this one and not half the other one. So that'd be eight. I'm resistant to radiant and necrotic because I'm an Azamar. I totally forgot that. Oh, God. Okay. Yes, um, but Marcus, you may make your second attack. Or this is still your first attack, I'm sorry. Well, okay, uh, Nat 1 uh, misses the Spirit of Sorrow. And it misfires. Uh, it does do that, yes. Uh, correct my memory, it's a minus 2 until I fix it, right? Minus 1 to attack rolls and damage rolls. Okay, uh, in that case... I'm going to take my second shot and then spend my next turn trying to fix it. Um, which spirit are you attacking? The spirit of dread uh, or spirit of sorrow? Sorrow. Uh, and 11 misses as well. Wow, that's awful. It just barely misses. Mm. Uh, as you see, the bullet whizzes past its incorporeal form. Um, is that the end of your turn, Marcus? Or would you like to move anywhere? He would like to move. Beatrice, that is your turn. What would you like to do? Wow, these guys look really hard. Zephyr, what's your deal here? What you planning on doing? Uh, I suppose run up and punch it. Is that what you're gonna do? Sure. Okay. Um, V will come up beside you. And she is going to cast... He's going to cast Warding Bond. So this spell wards a willing creature you touch and creates a mystic connection between you and the target until the spell ends. While the target is within 60 feet of you, it gains a plus one to AC and saving throws and has resistance to all damage. Um, also, each time it takes damage, you take the same amount of damage 
The spell ends if you drop to zero. Or if you and the target become separated by more than 40 feet. Uh, so you or... give you give Zephyr a platinum ring? Wow. You're just getting married in yeah. front of Lux? Wow. <laughs> um, Zephyr, this was a ring I was going to give that crush back when I was like really oh, no. little. Um, it probably doesn't fit your figure, so I have it on a necklace here for you. Um, oh. anyway. Well, I'm flattered nonetheless. Cool, we're buds now. Um, here it is, and kick some ass. That's my action. My bonus action is I'm gonna send Battleby into... to attack the Spirit of Sorrow. Battleby, uh, you can go forward, because I'm not getting in there. <laughs> Yep, I have Battleby make her attack. Ooh. Uh, not one misses. Sorry, she gets uh, nervous pretty. sometimes. Uh, is Battleby, is that the end of Battleby's movement? I believe that is the end of my turn. All right. Battleby takes 12 necrotic damage. Peace, Battleby. Spirit of Sorrow is going to do a withering touch on you, Lorian. Because you're you're right there, yeah. Uh, Twenty three to hit, so this is necrotic. You're resistant. You take so 10 that's nine nine necrotic damage. I need Lorian to make a Constitution saving throw. Twenty seven. Uh, you feel this thing touch you, and you feel just this extreme sorrow overcome your soul, almost to the point of paralyzation. But you're able to shake it off. Uh, that is Halo's turn. He will run up here. He, Lorian's within range, and Marcus is within range. Uh, since Lorian's in the thick of it, he's going to haste Lorian and Marcus. Lux. Hello. Yes. That is your turn. Uh, yeah, I am going to come up behind Zephyr and uh, tap his shoulder. And just, uh, I'm gonna cast um, protection from evil and good on him. Nice. Mm, that's very smart. Mm -hmm. uh, these creatures are undead. Oh! Fantastic! Okay, oh. well, uh, good luck and try not to get hurt, okay? And she'll just kiss his cheek um, and give him a hug. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. All right. Uh, good luck out there, and she'll back up like uh, a little bit. Okay, yeah, she'll um, she'll back up a little bit more and just be like, okay. Uh, and that will be the end of my turn. All right, Zephyr, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna run to the Spirit of Dread now, and I'm gonna start whacking away. Uh, the cane misses the first attack. Uh, 20, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Could you have, could you make a wisdom save for the first attack, please? Okay, so that 22. one's fine. Could you make a wisdom save for the second attack? Okay, uh, so uh, you are unable to strike it with that second attack. You may choose a different target for that attack. Uh, though if it's a shorthand short sword, it has to be within five feet. So if, if there's nobody, then I attack right. nobody? Uh, you, you do lose the attack if you fail the wisdom save. Okay. 
Uh, I am going to... Before anyone makes an attack on the Spirit of Dread, uh, you need to make a wisdom saving throw to actually attack it successfully. Understandable. Action surge is a bonus action, correct? Uh, no, it's it's nothing. Uh, you you just do okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna throw an unarmed attack at it then. We'll make the make the wisdom save first. Yes. Okay, that one hits. Set six bludgeoning, and I'm going to try to stunning strike it. Six damage to it. That's a fourteen con save. Uh, fourteen constitution save. It gets an eighteen. All right. Uh, but as you strike this uh, spirit, you do feel like your stunning strikes would have an effect if they were successful. In that case, I'm going to go ahead and action surge and try that again. Okay, so you get two more attacks. Don't you get like a plus one to your saves um, because of what B gave you? Uh, you do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack a short sword. Uh, well, first make the wisdom save. Wisdom. Yes. Okay. Sorry. You first uh, lose that first attack, uh, but you get your second attack. Nice. Uh, so Stop 20. Alright, for another five. And gonna try and send it again. Uh, yes. Makes okay. the constitution save. Gets a 24. Yeah, that makes it. <laughs> um, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes, that's it. It is going to use its reaction. It hides its face from you for a second as you're trying to strike it. Uh, you feel some of your attacks hitting, some of them not. Uh, and it turns to you, and you see absolute terror in its eyes. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Another one. Another one. Oh, yes. All right. Crit, crit success. Uh, nothing happens. You feel the urge to run away, but uh, you, you hold your ground against it. Uh, Spirit of Anger's turn. It will reappear, and it will strike at Marcus. You're right there. Oh no! Oh no! Two withering touch attacks on you. So first one is a ten. Second okay. one is a twenty-two. That one hits. You take thirteen necrotic damage. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of its turn. Lorian. Okay, I'm going to strategize again because I'm nervous. So either, because I have three attacks now, I can just go crit fishing or I can mm -hmm. run away and heal. But since Lorian is stupid, he is going to just go crit fishing. Before you make your first attack. Yes. Uh, I assume you're making it on the Spirit of Sorrow. Yes. The spirit of anger will hold its fist, uh, its hand out to you, and you just hear it utter the phrase, "It's your fault." You feel rage entice you, and you look down at Battleby. I need you to make no. uh, one. One of your attacks goes against Battleby. <gasps> no. no, 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 no. As spirit of anger B. uses its its reaction to cause you to do that. B, if I kill her, I'm sorry. Um, 25. 25 oh hits. 10 okay. slashing. She's alive. Right. He takes 10 slashing damage. What are you doing? Immediately after that, Lorien, you regain your senses. Uh, you have no idea why you did that. He's going to take like one second of like anguish and like look back to B, and you've never seen him like look that regretful and scared. 
just grit his teeth and just go one two on the on the spirit of sorrow like vent his rage out so the other two so that you that, that caused you to lose one of your attacks yeah okay and the second one was in that one and it's 21 uh 21 hits don't smite this i don't know i don't i don't know what to do okay i have three second level spell slots you know what let's burn one right now all right so so 10 slashing and 20 radiant for 30 in total and that's my turn uh spirit of dread's turn it will first attack you with a withering touch zephyr uh, right. 25 to hit yep. it has disadvantage oh yeah it does uh, it does, it does have disadvantage thank you you are uh, welcome. Please, please remind me of all of that stuff. Second that attack is that. an 11. So yeah. thanks to the Protect from Evil and Good, it misses. You're welcome, baby. It will then touch itself. Oh, no. Ew. Rest restoring <laughs> 13. Stop healing. I'm so angry. <laughs> Can we, like, leave? It is... Going to provoke an attack of opportunity, Zephyr, and move right there. Oh no, you didn't. Twenty-two. Oh, do I need to roll with some? Do I need to roll with some for this? Or yes, thank you for reminding me. Yes, you do. Ah, uh, you're fine. You can take your attack. All right. Uh, seven piercing, or seven? Yeah, seven piercing. Marcus, that is your turn. All right. So as he sees the spirit of anger turn to make Lorian attack Battle B. Marcus would reach into the small of his back and pull out the fuck you gun mm -hmm. and level at the spirit of anger and try to kill, uh, pull the trigger on it. Uh, make, make an arcana roll first, please. Okay, I will do that. That might be a bad idea then. 13. You are not confident not that this will work due to their incorporeal nature, they actually are spirits and don't have a Magnus Lobe. All right, well, that's not going to do a thing then. So let me just go ahead and do a repair on my rifle. Okay. Uh, make a tinkering check. Yes, and with the intelligence? Yes, with intelligence. 24 is fine. Uh, you're able to fix your gun. Uh, you, you clear the blockage and... Uh, yeah, it seems to lose the misfire, or not lose the misfire, but uh, you repair it from the negative one. Cool. You still have your hasted action as well. Oh, great. Uh, I'd like to take a shot at him, please. Uh, ooh, which one do I shoot? I can't shoot the Spirit of Anger because it's... Well, I could. Maybe disadvantage. Mm -hmm. uh, you, know you do know I'm that probably... an 11 just barely missed it. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot the spirit of anger because I don't want I don't want to risk shooting Lorian or Battleby. Sure. I'll do a disadvantage. Uh, and eight misses. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Yes. All right, Beatrice. Would you consider that thirty feet from that point in front of Halo? Well, yes, that is. Okay. He's gonna step there. Uh, yeah, we, we round down to the nearest five, so 31.6 okay. goes to 30. Lux is uh, priming a shatter, I can tell. Hmm. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was well, going right to... 
I was going to cast something else, but then I was like, damn it, I got a concentration spell already up. <laughs> so I cannot become lion. All right, uh, Be Beatrice, uh, what would you like to do? I can't be lion. I have to I have to protect Zephyr still. He needs it. He's he's squishy. Um, is Borean also been having to make wisdom saving throws, or has that only been Zephyr? It's only against the spirit of dread. Okay. Well, I guess I will cast aid. Okay. I can choose three different people to increase their hit point maximum and current hit points by five, which I will give to Zephyr, Lorian, and Marcus. But it also increases your hit point maximum, which would be nice if Halo can heal some people. And then I'll have Battle B. I'm gonna have Battle B go around. Yeah. Never get away from me. Uh, which one are you attacking? Uh, I'm attacking Dread. I need you to make. I need Battle B to make a Wisdom saving throw first. Attacks against Spirit of Dread do not uh, require a Wisdom save. Attacks against Spirit of Sorrow do not. Would you like to change that to Spirit of Sorrow? Yes. Okay. Uh, then the twenty-one. 21 yes, hits. Will. Cool, 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 cool. Thank you. You're too kind. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Three. Okay. just still flustered, you know? Ooh, I rolled a nat one on that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But because yeah, Lorian knocked her gun out of, out of whack. Sorry, Battleby. She, like, makes this big noise. And that is the end Battleby of my Battleby moved ten feet okay. while in the Spirit of Sorrow's aura. So she takes nine necrotic damage. Baby. Baby. Okay. Spirit of Sorrow will look at you, Lorian, uh, and take a withering touch attack against you. That did uh, with a nat one. Uh, and then I need Lorian to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Or not wisdom, I'm sorry. Constitution saving throw. And you lock eyes with the spirit of sorrow who has these ethereal tears streaming down its face there's no point and you feel yourself overcome with anguish as you feel yourself become paralyzed but that's the end of spirit of sorrow's turn uh halo so am I prone too, or am I standing straight up paralyzed? You're, you're still you're still standing. It's just you're paralyzed right now. Okay. He doesn't have anything, so I'm just going to use this as his spiritual weapon. As he casts spiritual weapon, uh, a golden orb of water appears and attacks the spirit of sorrow. It's a bonus action. Yes, we love sacred weapon. Well, that sounded so like insincere <laughs> no <laughs> sacred weapon is my favorite spiritual sorry weapon. uh yeah spiritual weapon hits me. dealing the spirit of sorrow 10 force damage um Hit. and then he'll cast sacred rain on a spirit of sorrow uh spirit of sorrow needs to make a dexterity saving throw which it fails with the nat one. A lot of nat ones today. What's going on here? But deals nine radiant damage to the spirit. So another nine to them all. All right, Lux, that's your turn. 
Hey, all right. I'm going to move about mm, 30 feet <laughs> closer, okay. um, right about here. And oh, no, I don't want to move you, girl. Um, I'm going to, I believe if I cast it here yep. or here, it'll get uh, these these boys, but not you, these boys. You can definitely hit the spirits without hitting Lorian and Battleby. Yeah, so I'd like to cast Shatter at third level. Let's go, baby! So um, 24. Uh, they need to make constitution saves. Yes. Which I'm sure. So the first one makes a 24. Uh-huh. Takes half damage. Uh, the second one makes a 23. Takes half damage. So this one takes 12. This that one takes 12. For this a total one takes 12. <laughs> and then they all take another round of 12. Hey. So, <laughs> perfect. So they all take 24 damage, basically. Uh, yes, all of them take 24 damage. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I'm going to go ahead and toss a Bardic at Lorian. Because he seems to be having a really rough time. Um, okay, yeah, that's my turn. All right. Uh, Zephyr, it's your turn. What would you like to do? You do have resistance to all damages, though. Remember that, because you get the warden yeah. bond on you. Just get in here and help me, Zephyr. <laughs> what does uh, what does the aura, do, like the spirit of stars aura, do again? Every five feet of movement you spend, you take a d6 of necrotic damage. Uh, I'm gonna take a couple shots at it. Uh, okay. Well, it's uh, not two d6. Uh, yeah, sorrow. Uh, seventeen hits. That's 10. Or 10. Hmm. 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 Um, what, what was that laugh? It's going to use its reaction on you. Uh, you feel your gun begin to falter as your hand shakes. Uh, you feel this shadow of doubt. Can you hit this spirit? Come over you. And five is subtracted from your attack roll, but with a 13 you still hit. Um, so so it is it... 10 damage? Uh, what's up? Yeah. And so is it subtracting from my next attack too, or...? Nope. Uh, just, just that one attack. Okay. You are free to take your second attack. Do it again. 13 hits. Or another eight. 8. Yeah, and I'm going to move into the field. All right, so you take, uh, this is reduced by half because you're resistant to all damage. You take nine necrotic damage. Sitting in the corner as B takes the damage that Zephyr also takes. Oh no, because you're uh, warded oh. to him. Mm, uh, this is a bad idea. It's, you already did it. No, it's okay, you're, you're in there. You're good. Why does you're your good. warding bond have a spell save, DC? <laughs> I think it just posts it when you gotcha. hit it. Yeah. You still have your bonus action, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess Furia blows then. Yeah, I could. Yeah, definitely could. Yay. Uh, 15 hits, the 11 misses. Six. And I'm going to make that a stunning strike. Spirit of Sorrow will make its constitution save. Bam. Yeah, makes it. Bam. Oh, it makes it? 14. Okay. Oh, man. That Sorry, sucks. Man. 
I got hopeful there for a second. Me too. Is that the end of uh, Zephyr's turn? Yep. Uh, Spirit of Anger regains its reaction back. Marcus, it'll provoke an opportunity attack from you as it moves no. Uh, no, 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 no. in range with Lorian here. No, no, no. God. So this attack is a disadvantage though, right? Um, why is it a disadvantage? It has to be a melee attack. Oh, it has to be melee? Uh, do I have yes. anything melee related? You could punch uh, it. Uh, yeah, I'll hit with, I'll hit with the, the butt of my uh, sniper rifle. So, let's see. Do you have a dagger on you? I do, in fact. Yeah, yeah you could use the dagger. It's fine. Cool, I'll do that then. Uh, an 11 misses. Those 11s, man. I know, there's a lot of Wait, 11s. I'm resistant, though. If this crit, when this crits, I'll be resistant, so I might live. Uh, the Spirit of Anger makes two withering touch attacks Never against mind. Lorian. So first one, this is at advantage, so 22. Yes. Uh, and then I'll actually toggle the advantage this time. For an 18. An 18, even though the haste isn't working because I'm not moving, an 18 would miss because I got 19. Nice. This attack it is was. a critical hit on you, though. Mm-hmm. 8d6 plus 4. 8? Mm-hmm. Uh, you take, uh, what is that? 17? 17 mm-hmm. necrotic damage. I'm alive. Am I still paralyzed? You are paralyzed until the end of the uh, Spirit of Dreads next turn. Oh, can I try that save? Like you said. Oh, yes, please do. Constitution? Yep. 20. You make that at the end of your turn. Okay. So you are no longer paralyzed, but you are no longer paralyzed. As your turn ends, you trigger a potential flicker of fear. When a creature ends its turn within five feet of the spirit, spirit may have creature make a wisdom saving throw. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Leave me alone. (laughs) I just got here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're fine. The Spirit of Dread uses its reaction on your on your turn, uh, and then it becomes its turn, so it regains its reaction. Back. Awesome. The Spirit of Dread will first roll a d2 between you and Battleby. Battleby is one, you're two, so it's going to attack you, Lorian. Uh, withering touch attack for 22. Yes, that has. Uh, dealing you seven necrotic damage. It then uses preserve. It then uses. Yes, that's a that's a sentence, right? That is uses- a sentence. <laughs> it then uses preserve self. Sorry, I'm getting so tongue tied right here, and restores nine HP to itself. Uh, Marcus, All you right. gain your reaction back, and it's your turn. Thank you. Let's shoot the angry man. Are you within 30 feet of him? Just barely within 30 feet. Just barely. Were you going to take an attack action by chance? I was by chance going to take the attack action. I need you to choose an ally within 30 feet to make that attack roll against instead. Oh, fuck. Hit me, hit me, hit me. (laughs) I haven't haven't been hit. Hit me. Hit her. Hit Lux. Hit Lux. Don't hit me again. Uh, Wait, Lux Lux is concentrating on a spell, right? 
Don't hit me. 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 Halo currently doesn't have a spell. Wait, he's concentrating he's on He's got haste. haste. Hit Lorian. He has morning bond. You could hit Zephyr. Uh, he's haste. Yeah, hit him. But you'll hit, but you'll hit, you'll hit, hit B. You'll hit B too. Hit Lorian. <laughs> it's so bad. Can I hit the spiritual weapon? Hit Battle B. Please, hit Battle B. You cannot hit the spiritual weapon. Hit Battle B. Hit Battle B. Hit Battle B. Hit Battle B. Are you guys sure Battle B? We're all doing stuff right now. You might want to go with someone. You might want to go with someone with a higher AC because Marcus can still miss. Okay, he would do terrible. Wait, wait, wait. What's Zephyr's AC? It's no, no, no. Uh, Hit me, hit me. I'm 19. Because if I was still hated, I'd be 20. Wait, no, I'm still I'm 21 right now because I'm not paralyzed. Go for me. Even if you knock me down, I mean it won't be good, but I can just come back. Don't worry. All right. is, is it worth I'm it? Gonna, I'm going Come on, to you, gotta hit, you gotta do 21. What could go wrong? I mean, he could crit. Uh, yeah, I he, could oh. crit. And if I crit, it's horrible. Don't crit. Bad attack? Yep. 23 hits? Yep. <gasps> oh. Okay. All right. You take 13, 13 I'm down. damage. Good God. <laughs> Took the chance and it didn't work. Oh, my aura's That's down. My aura's experience. off, by the way, because I'm I'm dead. Uh-oh. All right. That's the spirit of anger, sir. And Marcus, you just feel this sudden burst of rage uh, as you level your shotgun at the spirit of anger. Uh, it turns ever so slightly at Lorian, who turns around, gives you a big old thumb thumbs up, and you just shoot him. Oh my God. Like he's, <laughs> like he's dripping in blood, like claw marks over his chest. He's like, we can do it. And you just shoot him in the head. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> so bad. Can I take my next two shots at the at the angry man? Yes, you can. <laughs> Great. Ooh, Marcus, that was rough. Uh, do them one at a time, please. Okay, Sorry. that's fine. Um, do your first attack. My God. Uh, you will notice that this enraged spirit does not seem to be as affected by your physical attacks. Uh, you may redirect that third attack at something else, if you would like. Uh, let's go for the sorrowful one. Okay. Uh, the 27 hits. So go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, so 14 damage to all of them. Um, Great. While bypassing we're at the it. Spirit of Rage's resistance. While we're at it, I believe with Sniper's Precision, I can have them roll a save. I want to spend specific ones. So... Okay. Um, let's say that I just shot him in the head for three precision points. Uh, uh he's got to take a, well, that's good. You're right, incorporeal, so it doesn't matter. Never mind. Uh, the spirit of anger or the spirit of sorrow? Which one do you want to look Sorrow. At? Sorrow. Uh, sorrow, please. Yeah. One sorrow, please. Uh, so is this a constitution save? Uh, this is a constitution saving throw, yes. Nat 20. Of course it is. B, that is your turn. Well, I do know I'm going to have Battle B repair itself. I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna ha- Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to have Battle right. B heal itself for 16. Nice. Nice. Well, I know for a fact that I'm not stepping foot in that aura. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have B take out her 
light crossbow and shoot at you don't like me Artie. <laughs> sad i'm gonna have v take out her light crossbow and aim for saru okay amazing come on Artie. let's go Artie, give me good luck i'm using a luck point uh 12 hits oh it does I've repeatedly said 11 just misses, so 12 I'm just still hits. still going to act surprised. Cool. So 10 piercing damage. All right. Uh, 10 piercing damage to all of them. All right. Spirit of Sorrow will turn to you, Zephyr. Yeah. Uh, it will take a withering touch attack on you. It has disadvantage. Well, it's a good thing, because that was a critical hit. Uh, 11 missing you. <laughs> You are so Thank welcome. God. <laughs> Better You're luck next time. So Thank welcome. you, because that would have sucked. Um, I also need Zephyr without the aid of Lorian's aura to make a constitution constitution saving throw. Uh, 19 is, 20 it is fine. Uh, however, Spirit of Sorrow, it's Spirits of Sorrow's turn, so that means they get their reaction back. Let's see how the dice roll. Ah, oh, all right. 15 is the DC. It reduces your 19 to 15. Dang it. Well, no, 20. <laughs> it's, Amazing. It's, it's, it's oh, remember, he's at a plus one, so. Oh, so it's fine then. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, it is Halo's turn. Oh, there's there's even... no skill to this. This is all luck on my part. <laughs> no yeah. You've been buffed. You've been buffed to hell. Um, Halo will go ahead and do an old-fashioned cure or uh, healing word on you, Lorian. Uh, so you get six HP back. I'm alive. And you're alive. And you're still hasted. Yes. And then Halo can't use Spiritual Weapon because that was his bonus action. So he'll just do Sacred Rain on Spirit of Sorrow. For what? That roll a one and a three. Poop. Oh, they fell anyway. Doesn't matter. Four. Another four. All right, Lux. Hey, um... It's that it's that time again. Mm-hmm. What time uh, is it? It's shatter time. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna move um a little bit so I can get. Oh, it's that's gonna be tight, isn't it? Uh, so Zephyr's what's what's the radius on shatter? It is it is a a, a uh, I believe it is a ten foot radius. So yep. this spirit is here. Both of these are in range. Zephyr is just barely out of range because it rounds the nearest five. Great. So I'll hit both of them and none of my allies. Correct. Perfect. Yeah, I might cast this at level three. All right. Do Once it to again. It. It's all I have. Oh, hoo, hoo. so 21? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, spirit of Dread. Beautiful. Uh, gets a 14, so fails. Failed! And Spirit of Sorrow. Fail, 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 fail. It's a 19, ah, so well. uh, So all of them 
take the initial 21 damage for the failed Perfect. save on Spirit of uh, Dread's part. Mm-hmm. And then they all take an additional 10 damage. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Uh, Zephyr, you want to take a Bardic? Sure. Might as well. <laughs> Never know. That's my turn. Zephyr, that is your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, I will attack this bad boy. Okay. Uh, nine misses. 18. And 18 hits. So that's five, and then we're going to make that stunning strike. Using my last key point. All right. So needs to make a constitution save. Failure with a nat one. Yes. You love to see it. You, you love, love to, see, to it. see it. So it is now stunned until my next attack. Uh, my next what is turn. a good stunned picture? Is it the dripping eyeball? I'm going to go with this. It's got brain rot. Ooh. Oh, That's gnarly. Uh, so those were and... your two attacks for your uh, multi-attack. You still have your bonus section. Yep. And now I'm going to kick him in the dick. <laughs> the ghost it. stick. Right in the ghost stick. Uh, 15 hits. Or another five, five on all of them. And it's stunned until the end of your next turn, right? Yep, yep. All right. Uh, Anger gets its reaction back. What is he going to do? I think he just saw you blow up his friend's Lux. Me? Yeah. That'll be uh. Morian. You both get uh, attack of ops on the Spirit of Anger. I'll do it, but I'll have disadvantage, right? Because I'm prone. Uh, yes, you you are still prone. Okay, I'm going to, like, thrust out the sword. Okay. Uh, two 18s hit, yeah. 14. Uh, before, before you make your attack roll, Spirit of Anger is going to use its reaction to make Battle Bee attack Lorien. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> Revenge. Um, please, Revenge. Please, please, you beat 21 ACB. Please Can't have Battle Bee make it. Nope. Okay, it misses. That's it. Battle Bee shot too high. <laughs> Battle Bee's um, like, I don't want to hit you. Even with the 18, it misses. Uh, but the Spirit of Anger moves in range of you, Lux. Okay. And makes two withering touch attacks. Great. 14. That hits. Uh, dealing you 22 necrotic damage. Holy shit. Okay. And as it like swipes through you, you just hear it say, Your fault, Ramel. Go ahead and make that constitution saving throw against the spell. Oh man. I'm so sorry, Zephyr, but I lose concentration on protection from evil and good. It was it was fun while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted. Withering touch attack two on Lux. For a 23. Bad oh my God. For another 20 necrotic damage. All right. Lorian, that is your turn. Okay, he's going to get up. Okay. So I will use all 35 of my uh, lay on hands. Dump that in there. Ah, oh, 41. As a bonus action, maybe I will cast Magic Weapon. He's going to pass the hand, his very bloody hand, over the blade, and it'll begin to gently glow with that radiant power you guys have seen before. 
and now it is a plus one weapon. All right, that's um, my turn. I do need Florian to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Also, my aura is back because I'm alive. Please don't paralyze me again. Yep, 24 is your fine. <sighs> okay. Uh, the Spear of Dread loses its reaction. Um, I have a question. I have an answer. Um, I was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I left when Lux got hit. She had to make a con save. Yeah. Yeah, what, I failed what did it. You, what did you roll? It was an eight. Okay, never mind. I don't think it uh, She needed a twin, uh, an 11, Casey. Really? She needed an 11. Well, B was like, fuck off. And then she'll give you a flash of genius so you can keep your con save. Or you hit oh. your, you, meet, you meet your con okay. save. Um, In okay, that then... case, I need Lux to make one more constitution save. I'm so sorry yeah. I was late. I was in the bathroom. It's okay. All <laughs> right. Whoa. You still have it up. Never mind, Zephyr, you got it. Yeah. I'm almost yes. dead, though, so you might not have it for long. Spirit of Dread's turn. Uh, it regains its reaction. And it will go ahead and I think it's just going to withering touch Lorien. 16 misses. Yes. Uh, and then it'll do Preserve Self, healing itself for 16. Uh, that's the end of its turn. Marcus. Well, okay. I would like to take a shot at Sorrow. Um, uh, the it's spirit, stunned, right? Yes. Uh, also, the Spirit of Anger has lost its... Re it used its reaction at the beginning of its turn, basically, so everyone has free range of all of their attacks this round. Cleverly. Marcus, you have um, the... the, the the right to go all out now. <laughs> okay, so if I'm going to go for sorrow, it's stunned. So that means I get advantage on my shots, right? That is correct. All right. So that being said, I would like to use my perfect shot ability. So mm -hmm. if I hit, it's a critical. And I want to forego one attack and aim at the target, so if I hit, it becomes max damage. Uh, nice. Uh, 23 hits. Cool. Is this the so, foregoed shot? Uh, the foregoed shot was the first one that I, I didn't shoot anything. It was just the first yeah. attack is I spend it aiming at for... Uh, yeah. So, so means technically that's critical. That's max damage critical hit. What's the max damage critical hit amount for you? Uh, let's double check that. Uh, let's see. Six plus six plus four is my normal max damage. So it's 28. So 28, yes. Okay, that's your first attack. 28 cool. damage to all of them. Yep, and my second attack. 25 uh, to hit. 25 also hits. And 11 more damage. All right, not too shabby. Beatrice. It's Sorrow that we can just attack right now. Uh, Sorrow is stunned right now, so all attacks have advantage. Sweet, 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 sweet. B is going to, I guess, attack once with her crossbow. Uh, 12 hits. Five. All right. And then she'll use her other action to reload. 
and then Battleby is going to use Dragon's Breath, which is in a cone, so it might still hit it. It can hit both of them without hitting Zephyr. I'm gonna choose Fire. Okay. Uh, they both failed their dexterity saves. Sweet. 3d6 Fire. So your Battleby whips out its aerosol can and lighter. Bet. <laughs> All right, and they both take. Uh, they both failed, so she says I should have just you, typed 18, but she says, You have bad haircuts. Let me fix it for you. Uh, the spirit of dread just wails in fear. Okay. And the spirit of sorrow is like, I don't have any hair. Well, uh, wrecked. Except on their beard, which they definitely they definitely have hair on their beard. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, Spirit of Sorrow is stunned. Halo's yeah. turn. He'll use a uh, spiritual weapon on the stunned one. 20 hits, dealing it 12 force damage. And 12 force damage for all. And then he'll go ahead and do a good old guiding bolt on the stunned one as well. For Chow. Uh, hitting it for 21 radiant damage. Uh, and that's Halo's turn. Lux. All right. Well, Zephyr, unfortunately, I am going to drop concentration on that spell because it's time to cast Polymorph. Do it. <laughs> oh. Yes. You go, girl. You get it. Uh, what a I'm queen. Become giant lion. Uh, what does it look like as Lux transforms into a giant lion? Um, it's like a lot of rain. I imagine it's a little bit like a Sailor Moon transformation. Uh-huh. Um, except like with a ton of rainbows. And then, yeah, she turns into this big white giant lion. And um, I just avert my eyes from how bright it is. It's, yeah, it's very bright. She like her form, like, you know, like Sailor Moon is just like, like tons of light. And it just encapsulates her and then she comes out lion um yeah i'm gonna bite it <laughs> all right are you okay with the the step block i put together for it oh yeah this is perfect i love this um, um yeah that bite oh. uh 27 uh yeah i'm gonna bite and that's 18 piercing okay uh you do notice that your physical attacks on this thing in its enraged state uh, don't appear to have as much of an effect. Mm, that's annoying. Um, fine, I'm gonna I'm a move. Dang. Yeah, I'm a lion. I don't give a fuck. I'll move, I guess, around it. Can I move through it since it's like incorporeal? Yep. Cool, I'm gonna move through it. I don't care. Uh, and I will uh, nestle myself right in here. That's fine. Uh, you will take an attack of opportunity from the Spirit of Anger. That's fine. Getting a 26. That does hit. And dealing the lion 15 necrotic damage. That is okay. Uh, you are in Lorien's aura, so please make your constitution saving throw a plus five. To maintain polymorph. Oh, a plus five? So I have... Okay, so... Yeah. Uh, nat That'll do. 20. That is a I 29. And then the lion, the lion moved 15 feet into the aura. Mm -hmm. So, 
an additional nine necrotic. All right. Uh, and then make that one more one more Constitution save against that. Oh no. Uh, uh, plus, fine. feel free to make your attacks. I'm gonna bite this one. The one with the skull on it. Currently, you have advantage on. I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna claw that one. I get to make a claw and a bite and a claw attack. So, uh, let's go. In oh, an eighteen. Uh, eighteen hits. Fifteen slashing. Fifteen slashing against that one. Yep. Uh, and then you did move twenty feet towards it, so you do get your your pounce. Is it? Oh yeah, I um, if I move at least twenty feet straight towards a creature and then hit it with a claw attack on the same turn, that target must succeed on a DC seventeen strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If the target is prone, the lion can make one bite attack against it as a bonus action. So okay. yeah. So the oh. spirits are immune to being prone, unfortunately. Ooh, I'm wah. sorry. It's okay. Wait, I'm wait. a big lion. I don't care. Um, that's um, <laughs> that is my uh, that's my turn as big lion. Uh, Lauren, oh, wow. you turn you turn to look at a big sailor moon lion right next to you. <laughs> she's she's like opalescent. She's um all white and stuff. Yeah, she's a stellar moon lion. She's got like a moon on her forehead. No, I'm maybe uh, maybe lion from Steven Universe. I'll, I'll oh, the bright pink one. That's that yeah. is very cute. No, I I think I think white kind of to suit the changeling form. Mm -hmm. That's I actually why I I picked that token. <laughs> is it a free action Stop to it. pet the lion? Uh, I mean, it depends on if the lion lets you. I guess the lion will let you pet it. Excellent. Oh. I was gonna pet you with the free hand. That's not holding the great sword. What was that '80s cartoon that was like kind of He-Man-ish? Was it like Thundercats? Thundercats. Thundercats. There you go. On on that note, <laughs> <laughs> is that the end of Lion's turn? That is the end of Lion's turn. All right, uh, Zephyr, it is your turn. By the power of Grayskull, if I hit these things, ooh, uh, eighteen nine. Oh, right, yeah. Still stunned, yeah. That's right. Well, uh, 12 hits. <laughs> Net 20. Oh, wait, sorry. What? What's wrong? <laughs> oh, no, I, it's the cane attack. That's my bad. I, I need to do it unarmed. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 20 oh, still well. hits, though. That's all I can do. Spirit of Anger is... Mm -hmm. Let's see, lion, halo, or the lion. The lion, the giant what? angry lion. The giant angry lion. Okay, we'll go giant. Rar. Rar. All right. Uh, so two withering touch attacks on the lion. Okay. Oh wait, my AC is really low. You got the plus. Should... Oh well, wait, no, no, wait! I should have not said that. Doesn't hit. Yeah, well, oh, your eleven misses. Uh, the twenty-four that hits. 13 necrotic. Go ahead and make yeah. a constitution save. Oh, my plus mommy. five, plus five, plus five. All right, all right. Where's my minus 13? Um, oh. 13's fine. Oh, okay. excellent. All right, Lorian, uh, you're up. Okay. Is Dread oh, I'm still sorry. stunned? No, it is not stunned. Okay, then I will make my three attacks on Sorrow. 
Uh, it does actually have its reaction back. It just wasn't able to use it yet. Uh, so go ahead and make your attacks. Okay, there's also magical weapon attacks too, because I, um, I think that's for your to first look. for your first attack. I would like you to attack the lion <gasps> as the spirit of anger. Wow. Forces you. No to save. Attack. No save. Uh, okay. No saves. Nope. Does a twenty-six hit? Uh, yeah, it does hit. Big Are kitty, you... I'm really sorry. It's <laughs> eleven. Are you sure this guy's our friend? I don't know. Oh wait, I can't talk. Roar. Roar. <laughs> uh, so it's your first attack, just, Lauren. Just yep. eleven, then, or just eleven? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The other two are going to go straight for the sorrow. Okay. With a thirteen. Thirteen hits. And um, a fifteen. The thirteen would hit. Would. However, it's going to use its reaction. It reduces your attack, your first attack roll by eight. Wow. Okay, so the first one, so eleven by eight, so that would be. No, no, no! Your three. attack roll. The attack roll. Yeah, oh, okay. not even the damage. So the second attack misses. Uh, the third attack hits though. Okay, I'm gonna divine smite this as well. Okay, so you do eleven <sighs> slashing. No, eleven was for rolling the second one, which I thought you were reducing the damage. So it's oh. nine plus. So that is thirty-two in total. Uh, as you Somebody... strike through it, you will hear the spirit of sorrow sob. It's never going to work, Nicholas. Um, is that the end of your turn? I'm gonna do my bonus action to profusely apologize to Lux for hurting her. I just roar at you. Oh. I need Lorian to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Luckily, I never fail these, and I never jinx myself ever. Mm-hmm. Fine. 27. 27 is more than enough. Uh, Spirit of Dread uses its reaction, though. Uh, Spirit of Dread's turn will use its, let's see, against Lorien or the Giant Lion. Uh, roll 1d2. Lion is 1, Lorien is 2. It's Lorien. Withering Touch, 21 to hit. Meets it, beats it, right? He hits me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 Necrotic reduced to 9. And then it touches itself for seven healing. All right, Marcus, that's your turn. I want to shoot the sad one. The sad one? <laughs> sure, shoot the sad one. Who, me says the lion? <laughs> no. Uh, 16 hits. 11 damage. Okay. And second shot. 14 damage. With that. Uh, your bullet rips through these spirits. Uh, you see them only shreds of uh, this ethereal, ghostly form remaining, and you just hear them all utter, Thank you, as they disappear. As they disappear, the room brightens back up around you guys, and you find yourselves once again standing in the same library though there are books and chairs strewn about, and the cube lies in the middle of the floor. Am I still a lion? You're still a lion, and the last bits of a faint, like a faint trace of silvery mist escapes the cube and disperses. I drop I have... polymorph. 
I'm just um, sitting on the floor. So, did I, uh, during that little skirmish, did I miss what Dread would have said? Because I heard Anger say something about it's being your fault. Sora saying it's never going to work. I never heard Dread say anything. Dread was um, busy crying. Sorry, I, I missed his line. Dread would have said, we can't do these things. We have no idea of the consequences. Can I incite those? What check would be best? Try to discern the meaning. I, I don't know if any info can be gleaned. You heard from Rage this accusatory blaming of it's your fault. You heard from Sorrow saying it's never going to work. It's pointless. And then from Dread, you heard uh, we shouldn't be meddling with these things. It's too dangerous. Okay. Um, and I guess the other thing, Marks would go over that box to see if, number one, if it's still open, there's anything inside of it. Interesting. I don't think Marcus has ever seen something like this. B, you have. Really? Casey. Marcus, you, you, you can make an Archon roll, or do you want, do you want B to tell you what it looks like? Um, I'd like to take a crack at it, but sure. I would yes. definitely ask B about it. I'll go ahead and make that my three. So this looks like the interior of a arcane configuration used as the heart mechanism for a warforged. Uh, you can see the various uh, different gem plates sort of on the interior almost as if it was meant to contain a soul or numerous souls. Would Marcus know if that configuration of the heart is dissimilar from the usual um, heart of the Warforged, or is it... This um, one... B, I think you see this too. This one looks a lot more archaic, a little more crude, but all of the functionality is there. And uh, in fact, you're actually looking at at it be questioning some of the designs. Like these are designs you've never seen before, but you get the general configuration of it. Hmm. Does B does B say anything? B would look at it and I'd just be like, well, this is just kind of just talk to herself. This is um well a Warforge chart, but it doesn't look like what it what I've seen, but it's definitely a Warforged heart, and I'm so confused. It's just gonna kind of just keep, like, mumbling to herself. That raises Redeem. interesting questions. So, what do you mean by it looks like, like a Warforged heart? I, I don't, I'm not really familiar with that. Well, what we just thought was inside the heart. I'm sorry, oh, James. I want to clarify something before I go in for this thought process. There's a heart in the box, or the box looks like me the mechanism. The arcane configuration used as the core for a warforged. It kind of looks like a like the a soccer ball shape, kind of with uh, like different colored brass plates uh, with gems inlaid in them. The mm -hmm. interior of the box looks like 
looking inside one of those configurations. Okay, so looks like inside. Okay, so it looks like whatever we just fought was initially trapped in this configuration. Mm. Oh dear. Those spirits just... mentioned Flamel. Do you do you think those spirits were trapped in there by him? Either that, or it's his emotional doubts. Wait, but you uh, said that he was a lich, right? Uh, he's in, he's supposed to be immortal, but supposedly he did it without becoming a lich. That's the you know lore anyway. That's the uh, legend anyways. This this can't be the same Nicholas from the note from Ellie. One last name, same kind of. Huh. Uh, Mr. Mayor, the spirits we just fought, did they look the same? They looked identical except expression. Okay. So I think what might have happened is he broke part of himself and put part of himself inside this box. It seems like he threw away the negative aspects of himself. Hmm. Shit, we need to get in touch with Ellie. You think we're we going to be see... able to get answers from her? I don't know, but we need to see if Nicholas is okay. Because we may have just killed him. And we still don't know what that liquid was in that vial, do we? I mean, we, we can theorize that it was chromoplasm. And it was definitely suggested. You think Ellie's keeping him alive then? No, I think he's teaching her. I think he's figured it out and he's maybe training an apprentice. But she, you know the note that she left said, my love. Mm -hmm. A little bit more complicated than that. Just an apprentice. Point of note, you guys did hear the spirits all say thank you uh, upon you defeating them. That is true. Yeah. They were happy to be released. Did, did Lorian just shudder? <laughs> no, I said true. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we can share this with the professor, right? With the head of the department. And we should probably ask about the chromoplasm. Uh, since we're going to have him for a moment anyway. So yes. I'm, I maybe bring up the vial, Marcus, if you if you feel like it's a good opportunity to do that. I Just, mean, it definitely would be. Yeah. Definitely would be. Um, before we go back to the professor, though, I would like to see what the uh, configuration looks like underneath the uh, the lens. You, you gleaned all the information you could from the object, uh, and that was getting its activation word. It looks primarily, for the most part, the same under the lens, uh, though now that it's open and you understand the power words to open it, it the words are as clear as day to you. All right, uh, let's go ahead and load this lens back on the card and go... Uh... Hey, Professor Tucker, a visit. Sounds good. Does anyone have any questions before we continue? 
I don't think no so. No questions. I think no, I'm um, all good. I think Lorian was privy to the fact that Nicholas did pursue Lichdom through Anubis. Uh, however, was able to have the process reversed. Yeah, I think that he told us that. We have to talk to him later, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but for now, you guys are going back to the Alchemy Tower? Yes. Yeah. You guys make your way back there, pushing the cart over the cobblestone uh, with the cube in hand. Uh, you guys get up to the top, and you can hear what sounds to be a heated argument coming from inside. Uh, and you round the corner, seeing a a female professor talking to Tucker. Uh, and he's just kind of like rolling his eyes, and she looks in your direction. Does Marcus currently have the cube like out on display? Uh, or... No, he's pushing the cart. He'd probably have it inside his jacket. So she she eyes you, and looks at Tucker to kind of like read his face, and he kind of like looks away. Uh, do you guys proceed inside the room? This is not going to be a fun time, but I, perhaps we should wait outside until they're done with their discussion. That would be smart. I don't yeah. want to get, you know, forcibly teleported outside. Mm -hmm. oh, I mean, can we eavesdrop, though? Mm -hmm. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're having a pretty pretty loud conversation. Uh, so you hear the woman say, whatever they have, it belongs to me. We had an agreement. Uh -oh. uh, and you, you, hear, you hear Tucker say, oh my gosh, I completely forgot how to do an Australian accent. Ooh. It's a toughie. I could tell you, Megan. Roy's up lights. Well, you know, uh, actually, you do have a bit of a collection yourself already, an illicit collection that no one really knows about. So would they actually, would you actually miss just one artifact? I'm sure that the council would be well, would like to know where these are. You hear like just absolute silence. A few seconds later, she walks out of the room, makes eye contact with every one of you and walks away. Hey, do I re recognize her voice from like maybe? Oh, oh yeah, that's Professor Payne, all right. Oh, I uh, I hide behind. <laughs> so yeah, um, you hear Tucker say, "Well, come on then. Now that that bit of discussion's over, we can uh, have a nice chat about what you found." <laughs> oh boy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I almost died. You almost died? Well, no. I did. I think that's a little dramatic, don't you think so, Lorian? He looks, no. he looks at everyone who looks a bit disheveled and beat up. Well, you're just supposed to be studying the thing. Oh, I look like shit. <laughs> he tried to study, and then it got angry. Everything sucked. All right, well, what do you find then? Uh, give it good here. And uh, he, he gestures for the cube, Marcus. You would take it out and give it to him. Yeah, so he, he looks at it, looks inside. Uh, he's not well-versed in Artificer's lore, but uh, he's still going to roll to see if he can recognize the configuration. Oh, come on. Come on, Tucker. What's wrong with you? Oh, uh, yeah, he no. just like looks at it. He's like, oh, this isn't my area of expertise, I'm afraid. What'd you find? You were able to open it, I see. 
Yeah, yeah, we were able to open it with your fancy little machine. It was like a, a really crazy word puzzle. But um, yeah, once we got the passphrase open, uh, it, it opened itself up. There was some silvery kind of mist that came out. It was really kind of pretty, actually. And then these three spirits kind of appeared. They all looked the same, but they had like different emotional expressions and the angry one was very, very mean and uh, attacked us. And yeah, so that was fun. We we uh, managed to dissipate the spirits. So they thanked us and went on their merry way. Well, that's a bit odd, isn't it? What uh, a little bit. You don't mind me asking. What what do they look like? Ah, they're el- fairly elderly <laughs> men, uh, somewhat bald. I believe they had a beard. Yeah, so you you basically uh, describe what they were wearing and their appearance. Uh, he kind of like scratches his chin a little bit, goes over to his desk and starts looking through his books. And on the foundation of lore, he pulls up a picture of uh, someone who looks dauntingly like the person you fought. He looked like this one here. That's the one. Oh yeah, that's him. Uh, you can see in the caption, uh, his name is Albertus Magnus. And uh, as as uh, Tucker looks at it, he says, well, he's actually the one they uh, named the Magnus Lobe after. You know, that bit hmm. of your brain that makes it possible to do magic. Yeah. Was he a researcher? Uh, he was an alchemist, but uh, fortunately he died. Under what circumstances? Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, he actually disappeared uh, probably around the fall of Rome. Oh, wow. Things get a bit uh, hard to track around that time period, actually. Uh, for player knowledge, that's three to five hundred years ago? Uh, thousands. Thousands, sorry. Yes. Oh. Hey, did he... Uh... The spirits kind of said something about Flamel. Oh, Flamel's did... the one who's... Uh... Kind of regarded as the founder of uh, alchemy, actually. Oh. I mean, did they know each other? Oh, they were partners. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. And, and Flamel made it, Flamel didn't die or disappear or anything in this. What was his name again? He uh, disappeared. Nicholas Flamel. Um, oh, oh, oh no. About the one Albertus on the Albertus Magnus. Albertus Magnus. Yeah, he. He disappeared, but Flamel didn't. It's actually hard to say. A lot of people died at the fall of Rome. I assumed Flamel was probably one of them. Stupid mm. question. Um, I'm not terribly up on my history. What caused the fall of Rome? Do we know this? It's hard to say. Um, most historians believe that it was the eruption of a volcano uh, just outside of Rome. Covered the Hello. entire city in soot, ash, lava, the like. Oh dear. Seems you've got a good bit of uh, research done then, yeah? Yeah, uh, more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Just wondering why they would build a major city so close to a volcano. Well, actually, during that time, they didn't have as much uh, magical equipment as we did to sort of not only monitor that sort of thing, uh, but also to ward it off, as it were. They could have built 
their city right si outside of a volcano without even knowing. But we have uh, ways of knowing that sort of thing now, so not to worry. Um, how, uh, how do you do that, by the way? Oh, it's, uh, it's not my area of expertise. Uh, you're looking at uh, kind of magic or a mancy. Well, thank you very much for your knowledge. Yes, of course. And uh, did you want to leave the cube with me or are you taking it with you? I uh, would definitely like to look at it a bit more and you got your fair share of looking at it, I think. Um, yeah, I'm going to hang on to it for just a moment longer. Um, I have to check in with a friend of mine, but uh, should this become something I feel like parting with, uh, you are the first person to get it. Finders, finders, of course. But if you do find out anything more interesting about me, I would love to know. You'll be my second call. Um, and he, like, winks at you. Did, uh, I think you one more question, right, Marcus, about the, um... Oh, yes, yes. Do you want to? Oh, sure. Um, seems, like, really, like, a little bit nervous. Doesn't know exactly sure how to answer this. Yeah, so as you do that, or he looks it. at you and he's like, well, go on, speak up. I'm not all day. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, right, it just, would it, would it be possible for someone to get chromoplasm? I'm not sure I understand your question. Uh, you, like in a bottle? Of, you're aware of what chromoplasm is? Aren't you? Yeah, I recently had it kind of explained to me that it's kind of we're all made up of it and we all have it. But uh, what if you needed more of it? You don't actually need more of it. But what if you did? Not unless you're missing a limb and you need need it regenerated. But even then, magic is able to do that for us. You just regenerate chromoplasm then well it's got some steps in between steps we're not sure about and actually that is one of the foundations of alchemy is trying to figure out that sort of thing trying to make a material that can be anything but we haven't been able to do it just yet but i mean it would be basically impossible right i mean it doesn't it comes from all of us and you can't like extract it like blood or something, right? Well, blood is a form of chromoplasm just in a different state. Zephyr will just take her arm, like a shoulder. Yeah. You can't, you can't make blood into bone very easily now, can you? No, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a silly question. Uh, forgive me. Are you, are you telling me that chromoplasm is kind of like a, a step in between? So, like, uh, if you want to get something, you have something, you add chromoplasm to it to, in theory, make something else? Well, I'm not sure I understand. Chromoplasm is what every uh, living material is made of. I mean, it, it just sounds like you couldn't you couldn't possibly 
get it back. Like if if it was lost everywhere or something. I mean, if you lost any, like seems like it was hard. It, uh, she's kind of like exhales. Seems like a little frustrated, like with herself and like with the answers and just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Un unsure. And she's like, "Look, I." You, in theory, you could bottle it, right? If, if, if you kick your things out, if you, I don't know, if you were Nicholas Flamel, you could bottle it, right? Maybe. I, I mean, I suppose you could put your blood in the vial, but I don't really imagine that do much. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Is no, there it's something bothering you. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. I'm, I'm good. I just, uh, I guess I just can't wrap my head around it. Probably why I'm not in, in school for stuff like this, you know? Hmm. Right. Well, then, any other questions? Then? You'll look around the room. No. Uh -oh. <laughs> I like, I like low key really want to ask this guy about changelings, but I'm really really feel like that's a bad idea. That's just not a bad thing. Marks might actually think about asking him about it. Um, okay. Professor, uh, one thing, if you don't mind me asking, what do you know about changelings? Oh, it's an interesting topic, isn't it? Uh, well, they are said to be able to change their form into whatever they want. I suppose they'd have uh, more control over, he looks at you, Lux, Chromoplasm, their own chromoplasm than most. They have control over it. Oh, yeah. How else do you expect they can change their form like that? But that's if they actually existed. If you were to try to make one, how would you do that? I, so, I mean, they have to exist somewhere, right? Well, they're myth. They're, they're myth? Yeah, it's just urban legend, of course. I mean, of course, there are magical things that exist, but someone who's able to change their form just at will without magic? That seems a bit fantastical, if you don't mind me saying. Sir, you're an alchemist. You make the impossible on a daily basis. He, he shrugs. He says, I know, but... It's just something you have to ground yourself in reality sometimes. Yes, magic is fantastic and wonderful, but just like everything, it has its limits. Yeah. Well, one thing I've learned today is that everything we find has a grain of truth to the legend. So who knows? Maybe I'll find something. I'll let you know what we find. Yes, please do that. I don't want to discourage you. It seems like you're thinking about something very hard i mean we've seen some things and honestly kind of scares us a little bit so realistically we'd uh just curious just curious yeah yeah he, he sighs he says well don't get discouraged too easy just because i don't have all the answers i'm just a professor yeah. after all <laughs> if i don't know who does anyway there isn't like a folklore department or of oh, I mean there's magical myths and, and legends. I uh, probably a mythology department. Probably let's try a a anthropology. Anthropology, maybe? 
What would be a combination? Well, like he said that it's like a, a changelings are like a myth, right? They they don't mm-hmm. exist. So like I was thinking like folklore or something, like but we're mythology, anthropology. You know, we're not really sure like what kind of t- college department they'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the changelings would be in, or like where we could find. I'm thinking, like, I took some English, like, this is the crazy thing. Like, I even took some English classes where we, um, we, where we discussed, uh, like, fairy tales and stuff like that and, and folklore. So I don't know if it would be, like, an English department or, like, a, a what? Uh, they, they probably have, like, a mythology. Cultural, cultural anthropology. I was yeah. going to say, I feel like I, anthropology's <laughs> definitely in there. Cultural um, anthropology, yeah, something like that. Something to figure out where, like, kind of like this myth of the changeling came from. Mm-hmm. Lux will just kind of like lean into Professor Tucker and be like, um, you know, I think I might have saw one once. Did you? Yeah, maybe. What, what might you've seen that? I got a bar. It was just kind of like I saw someone and then I blinked and then they were somebody else, you know, and it wasn't they were wearing the same clothes and everything. So it was it was wild. I might have been drinking too much, but I feel like it was really a thing. So he's looking at you with this smug kind of face, like someone telling him a story about hearing Bigfoot. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course you saw that. That is a hundred percent the what I was going for, actually. <laughs> she's not gonna tell she's not gonna give him like the big clues. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of like fascinated by it, and I just keep hearing, you know, rumors. And you know what they say about rumors. True? I I always a little bit of truth in a rumor. Ah. Yes, well, with a variety of magics that can alter your form, not really sure what you saw might have been a changeling. Oh, yeah. We can use magic to explain a variety of phenomena uh, that occurs. Even time travel? He looks at you like you're crazy. (laughs) He's like, time travel. No reason. Yeah, I mean, like... Now you're just talking about impossible stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, no such thing as changelings, no such thing as time travel, right? But I don't want to discourage you too much. Uh, and if it's in alchemy, if we teach anything, it's that sometimes you have to believe because it's absurd. Say that again. <laughs> uh, sometimes you have to believe because it's absurd. Sounds like where a secular. Come... What? Where, where did that come from? It's one of the core principles of alchemy. We we do strange things. We turn lead into gold just on a whim sometimes, it seems. And yes, it's absurd, but if you believe and you're driven to find something, you might just find out that it's actually possible. Okay. And you say this principle, this core principle of alchemy, was probably passed down from the founder. I'm sure it was some alchemist that said it. 
one last question. She'll, She'll just kind of like, of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, just naturally curious tiefling. I'll have to charge you for a couple classes at this rate. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You... <laughs> Do you ever know a scientist named Victor? Dr. Victor? Victor? No, it's not a name I'm familiar with. No. It doesn't mean, of course, it might have been a dis different discipline. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Just curious. Uh, she shrugs. This is going to sound strange, like a lot of this has. Former students, have you ever had anyone try to go after something taboo that may have gotten disbarred from the university? Hmm, taboo. It's hmm. not a lot of things that are taboo. Well, then. Working with living subjects? Well, of course, that'd be taboo. Mm -hmm. like, not, not that I know of. Okay. So certainly that would have been expelled if they were found to be doing stuff like that. And rightly so. All right, well, right guys. Um, if you do think of any more questions, uh, you know where to find me. Do you keep office hours? Uh, I do, yes. Would you mind telling what they are so I can come back and, you know, get you at the right time? Yeah, so he, he gives you his summer business, or uh, his summer, summer office hours, uh, so you can basically contact him whenever you need, and uh, he also gives you his number, make things, uh, communication a bit more easy, I think. Yeah. In case you don't want like messages just popping in your head. <laughs> Works for me. All right, well. I hope you guys enjoyed your stay at the college. Yeah. It was very educational. Thank you. It's really cool Super. here. Super groovy. Get a go at that intellect <laughs> crystal you did. How'd it feel? It was interesting. So is that what that was? By now, uh, since you are no longer in the library, you do not have this benefit anymore. Oh, yeah. I already changed my intelligence <laughs> back. So... Yeah, uh, I assume you guys uh, wander out of the alchemy tower. Lorraine, the, the library is still calling your name for your, your study in demons now that you've had your uh, combat break. Yeah, good break. Um, I'm going to take a bath, though. You're going to take a bath? I mean, this man got cut up, almost died again. Mm -hmm. But did you die, though? No. As we come towards the end of the session, you guys begin to, to part ways. And yeah, Lorian, you say goodbye to your your friends that you haven't seen in such a long time. I'll uh, write you letters. Um, if you if you have time and you're not doing anything, you you could always meet us for breakfast. The Waffle House. Yeah. That's been a long time. Oh, God. We could steal some more mugs. <laughs> Lorian hates that. Just, <laughs> Stealing just an is offer, wrong. you know. It's just an offer. With that, uh, you guys leave the, the college. Thanks for listening to another episode of Radio D&D. 
You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Radio DD Pod. And make sure to check out Drawforth Arts on Instagram. They created our podcast cover art and did an absolute amazing job. If you liked what you heard, please rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. I'm Stephanie and I play Lux, and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Plain Ethereal. That's P L A I N Ethereal. I'm Ethan, and you can find me at my Twitter at Badger underscore D N as in the letter D. Join us next time on Radio D and D. What do you guys think about the the lore dropped? You guys curious? Okay. Interesting. Oh, incredibly yeah. interested. Mm-hmm. When you talk about chromoplasm as you know, basically all living things, are we talking mm-hmm. like stem cells, like being the baseline of everything that transforms into its specific purpose, or are we going something a little deeper here? Yeah. Uh, think of it like atoms, but for like living okay. matter. Okay. So smaller than stem cells, great. All right. You even get that? How would you even know. get that? I don't know. You know. I don't know. <laughs> well, he designed it. I hope so. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. At it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, James. <laughs>